It's your girl Jamila with her own boss. This is your boy E Money Boss. Welcome to another episode of the Top Hill Podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And enjoy. All right, guys, let's get started with this episode. You know what we came to do, man. I'm going to bring us in. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, shit. It's scary outside. My notepad caught many bodies Screenshots saw plenty problems Voice knows bag plenty hotties Can't just talk to me like anybody You can't, can't just talk to me like anybody Cause I'm not Just know that I'm a somebody And the baby bag she got a drum body Bunch of feelings I just couldn't shake Disrespected I just shouldn't take You just couldn't see the good in Drake Four months, not a long time But you for somebody, you just couldn't wait You couldn't even you wait my heart, Come on, man my <laughs> I don't know why I'm not in the mood for my favorite That's crazy this And, and haven't been since he dropped the, the first for all the dogs Yeah Uh-oh <laughs> Really hate to call a roski for the dirty work. I'd rather do it by myself. Clack, clack, clack. Who got you in a good mood? <laughs> I'm just looking at you. You looking great. You smiling all good and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wow. They still going crazy over that smiling reaction, too. I love that one still. Cause I still love that song though, and I didn't at first. You broke my heart. I had my doubts about you from the start. Push it in like bird. On Instagram digging up dirt. You wanna smoke with me first, but this one gon' girl. This one gon' hurt. They love me too. Hey, yo. I don't even really feel this way about my ex, but this shit is so hard. Not. I ain't gonna lie. Me and my ex, we locked in. We good. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. This has no business being this hard, I ain't gonna lie. Lying to my face, thought you would have shown a little grace. How can I expect someone who never had their own place and know their damn place? God damn it! <laughs> that is a word! That's you was one of some. Hey, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck my ex. God damn. Yeah. 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 
stop, stop, stop. Lord have mercy. First all right. of all, it's Monday. It is. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's do that one more. Th- Before we get started. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yes. To Crystal. Let's give her a round of applause, y'all. Wow. Coming to work on her birthday. That's what I call dedication right there. I love to see it, man. Love to see it. <laughs> Anything you want to say to the people, man? I'm gonna throw the mic over here. Thirty, bitch. Oh shit, she, she threw the age out there too. Thirty, thirty, because it's a milestone. We're gonna, she gonna be thirty again next year. Is this where age stops for you, or are you gonna keep it going? No, I mean, how's it feel? Feel different? It's gonna kick in about. Mm. That shit never kick in. There. I ain't gonna lie. I've been thirty this whole time. I don't know what my age is for real, for real. As soon as I've been 30, man, I'm just like, damn, it feels good up here. Y'all know I got my braces and I went back to 17. Instantly, hey, 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 so yeah. it's just like. No, no, no. Can, can we at least make it 18? Let's make you, you let's make you legal. I got them. Girl, you're in it because I'd have had them like a couple episodes now. I seen them, but then I was like, wait, when did she ever put them back? I ain't making an announcement. I haven't posted not one picture or video on social media since I got them. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're gonna notice it. Like this, this week's episode is like the first episode that um has you with your braces on. So I don't know. They might notice. I'm it. even talking like regular people around me. Like if mm-hmm. you wasn't like if you didn't talk to me today, I got them for real, for real. I didn't announce that I had got them. Yeah, I got them on Halloween. Spooky. Damn. <laughs> I got them on Halloween. I wasn't even supposed to get them on Halloween. I went in for a consultation on Halloween. And then they told me they would do them the same day. And they gave me a $500 discount for getting them the same day. So I said, fuck it, we here now. (laughs) Shout out to everybody that's in the building right now. The whole chat in the building right now. Y'all going crazy for Crystal's birthday. Make sure you guys type in there. Happy birthday so so she can see it as well, too. We appreciate all the the celebrations going through. Greg just popped in, too. Uh, Who that? Who's that? Greg. (laughs) Greg. What's his name? My nigga Greg? Yes. Oh shit! What's up, bro? Hold on, <laughs> fill me in. We grew up together. Uh-huh. Sandbox days. What's good, brother? Um, I had, I went hard on his school the other time too. I hope you don't see that episode, oh, man. Shit. <laughs> oh, what school? He shit. went to H. Uh, he went to Howard. Oh. Um, you see, I got my A and T shirt on, man. Shout out to G Ho. Shout out to A and T. North Carolina Agricultural Technical State University. I see, I got my her my her own ball shirt on <laughs> for all my female entrepreneurs. <laughs> Shout out to the chat, man. We appreciate everybody in the building. My brother Mike Scott in the building, too. What's up, bro? My man Big Erdie in the building. Er- Amuri, Ali J. Official, Nelson, Ebra, Robert, Eli. Yeah, man. Let's see you. Nasaki, what's good? Um, all right. Three, two, one. Top, 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 top. Top, top Hill episode. 160. Yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of the Top Hill Podcast. This is your boy, Mr. Top Hill Pod, a.k.a. E-Money Boss. And I'm your girl, Jamila, with her own boss. And yeah, guys, welcome to another episode, man. We're glad to have you guys back in the building with us, man. Um, Before we get into it, man, Jamila, how you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> how was your uh, week? It was all right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Um, anything new you want to tell the people? Not a damn thing. All right, cool. Well, let's keep it moving. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They so cute. And I keep looking at them, too. I'm like, they are so cute. Yes. Shout out to Crystal and her birthday. Birthday nails. Okay. 
Um, happy don't do that. Don't ever fucking do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Watch your motherfucking tone. I don't even know what I did. Watch your tone. I mean, you seem like you were just very much unconcerned, and I know you're not concerned, but chill. <laughs> chill don't do too much don't Chris, do too much crystal how was your week boom i'm happy that break is coming what break oh winter break no thanksgiving break oh, okay. i don't have to see my students for a week yeah, uh, at least you get one right? of those <laughs> wait what you get a break look my sister off the chain the music you know all that like. oh, oh i meant to tell you all too I'm, I'm having like a little a small friendsgiving on on friday the day after thanksgiving what? i don't really know like honestly like like we rented a house um down uh southern maryland i ain't gonna disclose it too much information oh, okay. right here it's not gonna be too, too, too far away no nah, not too far yeah, so y'all can pull up. You know what I mean? You know how my mom gets down on Thanksgiving. She oh, be, she cooking? Of course. Auntie! Yeah, she's cooking. Yes! She cooking. Yeah, so there's, there's going to be plenty of food left over. So, um, okay. yeah, y'all can pull up on me on Friday. Okay. Um, let me see. This week, um, for me, I would say this has been a good week for me. Okay. Um, I, I feel kind of rejuvenated. I'm kind of back. You my... look woke. Who got you up <laughs> like this? I mean, <laughs> this my lord. He had two red bulls today. Like I'm just trying to figure out what. How do I get I'm that energy? Compared to Saturday, y'all, he looked like he was in a zombie. Let me be sleep in hibernation mode all damn day. Uh, I don't yeah. drink red bull. <laughs> <laughs> so what was you drinking? <laughs> Who was you drinking? Y'all is funny, man. Um, but yeah, man. Let I us know a... in the chat, Imani. <laughs> <laughs> do not need a part two. Not a part two. I feel <laughs> like I need to do that every week. Hey, yeah, I do I have any hoes in the building? No. What? You know what? We need to give them a, a rant every week. Everybody that's in the live chat right now, I need you guys to hit the like button on the vi- on the video, or Jamila's gonna cuss y'all out probably. Yeah, don't forget to hit that <laughs> like button, smash that like button. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget to subscribe, share it. You know what I'm saying? We need all of the support. Thank yes. you very much. Yes, please and thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm glad to be back on my my regular um, schedule programming. Um, yo, for you guys who don't know, if you guys are paying attention to the YouTube page, we have. The Nairobi vlogs are coming through consistently. Um, so <clears throat> the way how the schedule is going to be set up, guys. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you will have a new video from the Nairobi Kenyan vlog. And like I said, there's enough videos that's going to last all year long. So if you guys want to see my whole trip from you know Nairobi um to mombasa diane beach the safari the restaurants the dating the everything like uh, the walking tours um it's all going to be there so make sure you guys are subscribed hit the notification bell so that way you guys can be notified it will be every monday wednesday friday uh at 9 a.m eastern standard time and then of course all the regular um uh videos that we post here on the channel will be coming out Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So there's going to be multiple videos for you guys throughout the week. Plenty of, plenty, plenty of content. And um, so far, I'm really happy with it right now. Like we, today we just dropped a interview. I'm going to give my guy a round of applause. Shout out to my guy, Marvin, man. 
I'm really, really excited for you guys to see this. He has taken over the channel this week. I'm not going to lie. He is, he, his, he's going to be all over the channel. You guys are going to recognize his face so, um, a lot on the podcast because um, he helped show me a lot in Nairobi. So we did an interview with him. Um, we went to a Swahili slash Kenyan um, uh, restaurant. Uh, we walked around the Central Business District. We went to the KICC Tower. Um, so he really helped me get settled into Nairobi. I know some of you guys was worried, like the first video I did is Nairobi safe. <laughs> you know, I had my experience with that, but you know, actually, you know, going to the most busiest part of the city and walking around, I have a different take. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that and plenty more coming soon as well too. Mofame Moose is coming, Dunatine and G, Double Trouble, Young and C. So Plenty, plenty of stuff coming. I'm just excited to bring it to you guys. All right. Um, let's get into today's episode, man. I think the first thing I want to do. See here. Hello? There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, I saw this video. I actually... Um, I didn't watch it yet, but I wanted to see it. This is, uh, is Nairobi the best next city to visit? Um, it's crazy. So when I came back, Nairobi was actually ranked, um, the best city to visit in 2024, mm. um, over Paris, over New York, over all these you other. You just named the two weakest cities you could think of. No, that's, that's what the article put up there. And I, the first thing I thought of was like, Paris is dirty. New York is crowded. Dirty. Yeah, this is like I, I don't know why anybody would want to go over there anyway. But um, <laughs> they got bed bugs. Yeah, like bed yeah, Paris got bed bugs in their subway system. It's crazy. Create an amazing website with fiber, or you can just subscribe to the Top Hill um YouTube page as well too. Damn these asses, they don't even give you a break. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so somebody made a video on this. Um, the channel's called Lonely Planet. It's been sitting on my recommended feed for a minute, so I was like, let me go ahead and see what this joint hitting on. I feel like they're trying to make me mad upstairs. You say you try? Oh. Uh, like they're doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they doing what? No need to echo hey, Camila's no thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Camila's thoughts could be loud sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta let them fly. I hear just let, yeah, just, just <laughs> keep, let's keep the party going. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> I'm Bram Safed, and I grew up here in Nairobi. Work as a producer, and trust me, being in Nairobi is a full sensory experience. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> You're gonna meet the dreamers and doers who call this city home, and we'll show you the sights, smells, tastes, and sounds of Nairobi. I like this. Yeah, this is a this is fire. Nairobi looks like the rainbow. Like a beauty that you can't describe. The graffiti you see on the street. It's like a painting. Vibrant people. Everybody got some style. Nairobi looks like this. Like a national park. I was there. Right in the city. Nairobi looks like two white miners in the morning. And it just took me 10 minutes to get here from my house. How big is that? Look. Consider the world's only wildlife capital. Nairobi National Park is only fenced in on three sides. Allowing for a natural migration to and from the surrounding plains. At Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, nearby visitors can get to feed and pet 
rescued baby elephants. Oh, my favorite. Beautiful, isn't it? Yes. My name is Patricia, and I'm going to show you some of the art. I'm so mad when I went there. That's that's the only thing I didn't get to see. I didn't see elephants. I didn't go. I didn't go to the element, the, the elephant orphanage. I didn't have enough time, y'all. Next time, I have I'll so be there. Yeah, Jamil gonna pull <laughs> and out. I won't be missing those elephants. <laughs> perfect. So that that that's the perfect reason for I to go back. Wow, wow. You gonna put that on every episode <laughs> until Sugar. she gets it. Where's Sugar Mama's at, man? It's like no. <laughs> Sugar Mama. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> the site that the city has to offer. Come with me, I'll show you. This is the Opportunity Factory. Now, some of these things are items that you would find in open-air markets in Nairobi, you'd find by the roadside. Where was this at? And them bringing it here together means that you can actually get to see some of the artisans creating these items right here. And this space is the Kona Art Space where we've got folks who are exploring streetwear, who are exploring street art, who are exploring installations using materials that they find all over the place that represent Nairobi and all its dopeness. On the weekend, Nairobi looks like a horror park. Games, rides, fun. Everyone actually kind of just gets to come together and have fun. In Nairobi, you'll see matachos everywhere. Matachos are... M. Jones is fire, I'm not gonna lie. Like, they have, like, all different kind of hip-hop artists or different, like, reggae artists. It's, it's like a party, but, like, they'll be playing music in there and these people be going to work. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's all throughout the city. And they also have them in um, Mabasa as well, too. It's really a, a big part of their, uh, the Kenyan culture. It's really dope. Are like mini buses, but the thing about matatus is the art and graffiti on them. They're so unique to Nairobi. You're not going to find them anywhere else yeah, in the that's world. Fire. Hi. That's lit. I'm Anne, and I hope you're hungry. Let's eat. Nairobi tastes <laughs> like. It's got a rich flavor to it. A mix of different spices. Chili and salt to add the flavor. It's bittersweet. The junk and the street food are, they are banging, bro. <laughs> like a fruit. Nairobi tastes like the mix of crisp kale and sweet potato in Mama Rock's iconic burgers. Nairobi tastes like hints of cardamom in your tea and spices that speak to the Indian influence on the Kenyan cuisine. Nairobi tastes like a nice smoky on a Sunday afternoon, man. So uh, this is a smoky. It's more like a rendition of a small hot dog without the bun. And that's Fix your face. What do you think? You, 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 you have something you need to say? All right. All right, fam. <laughs> um... Yo, when it comes to Nairobi's food, y'all, like, you can get a little bit of everything. Because Nairobi is a metropolitan city. Five million people living there. It's wow. A, it's a huge hub where a lot of different cultures come. Um, from East Africa, from the Middle East, from India, um, Europe. They all center there. Like, if you want to get to East Africa, most likely, like, you're transferring out of Nairobi somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, with that, you have a lot of different kind of cuisines <clears throat> excuse me different cuisines from all different types of cultures and stuff like that so they call it they call nairobi like an african new york city because it, it really is it's, it's that diverse of, of people and cultures and and different restaurants and stuff nairobi also tastes like warm chapatis and here at bridges organic they make theirs with pumpkin and sometimes carrot and it's like a modern organic take on a traditional dish so let's try it out 
Nairobi tastes like some of the best restaurants in the world. Personally, I love Cultiva. We've got a wide range of amazing dishes. Uh, everything's kind of grown on the same space that you get to eat it from. Very cozy, homie. Favorite dish the pork belly tacos. I don't know the kind of veggies they use, but that thing slaps, okay? I drive a whole three hours <laughs> just to come have this taco. Dishes you should try out when you're here is the gali. This is a staple food in the country, so let's dig in. Yeah. For the full Kibanda experience, don't be shy to use your hands. Food tastes better when you eat with your hands. I ain't gonna lie. Nairobi yeah. smells. <laughs> Good as hell. Don't cap. Oh. <laughs> in hell. What did I tell y'all? These niggas say the same thing. As soon as I stepped out the airport, like you just, it just smells like fresh air, man. All right. Woo. These are the smells of Nairobi. Nairobi smells like wet soil after it's rained. You can smell the rain. Smells like fresh lavender. Wet rubber, fresh flowers. A bit of exhaust fumes. Fresh. And just like sweaty. <laughs> it smells like more trees than you can imagine. Nairobi smells like woodwork. The smell of wood. What's good? This is Blinky Bill, a musician <laughs> from Nairobi City. Welcome. This place gets kind of loud sometimes. I haven't heard of him before. He's the not reacted to him city. yet. Nairobi sounds like the club on a Friday night. Like a music that you want to dance to. Nairobi sounds like some of the best nights in the world. News, for example, you don't even know when the sun comes up, but we're, we're there. We're there. It's one of the few clubs that go for that long. And at least once in your life, you need to give yourself that. One thing you'll hear in Kenya is the sound of drums. That's a sound that I really like. It's the sound of one of the tribes here. Thank you so Masai tribe. And you just have to come to Kenya to hear some of those sounds. Nairobi is loud. Nairobi is intense. But then again, Nairobi is love. Nairobi feels like a warm hug. You will feel the love. Nairobi also feels like nature. My name is Nema Gizere and I'm one of the co-authors of the Lonely Planet Kenya Guidebook. You've experienced all of the other senses, but really, Nairobi is a feeling. Nairobi feels like the breeze at Karura Forest. Karura Forest is one of my favorite refuges in the city. Every time I'm here, I just feel a sense of peace, incredibly meditative, away from the hustle and bustle of the rest of the city. Oh, Nairobi has like a lot of texture. Nairobi to me feels like beadwork. I've been coming to the Maasai market for as long as I can remember, but these beads in particular always stand out to me because I get to watch her make them in live time. And she just like has this precision about all of her artwork and the designs. Like each of the different kinds of necklaces and headpieces correspond to something within the culture, within the mock culture. It's almost like a massage for your fingertips. All of the tiny pieces coming together to create this like collage of texture. And that's what driving around the city feels like. We have skyscrapers and all of this traffic. There's still at the heart of it, this texture. 
of culture. Nairobi feels like home. Nairobi feels like home. It does feel like home. It's like a second home to anyone who is visiting. That's how I feel. I'm ready to go back home. Thanks for watching Lonely Planet. Subscribe to see more videos like this from. That was a really good video. It was. Subscribe. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely subscribe. Shout out to Lonely Planet, man. That was a really great video. Um, I think they did a really extremely good job on describing Nairobi in great detail. But in a perfect you, amount of time too. They did a very well detailed video so quickly. Exactly. Like and and honestly Shout out to them for that. Cause I I know you know how hard that is. God. Seven minutes. They did it under eight. God dang. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. All them all them cuts like I have producer brain whenever I look at YouTube videos and stuff like that. I'm just like, this guy had to sit here for at least a week to do this, to do this video. The thing is, I'm not even a producer, but I know what it takes to produce. So yeah. whenever I watch anything, especially whatever you're doing, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And when you said how much time you had and how much time you had to get it to, mm -hmm. yikes. Yeah. So um, shout out to Lonely Planet again. Great video, great details. But even within that time frame, that's still not even a quarter of Nairobi. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Nairobi is that expansive. It's, it's so many things. Um, like I'm looking at some of the things that they mentioned. I'm like, wow. Okay. Next time I go, I want to try that. Like I, I hear about the nature around there. I didn't really get a chance to really experience that. That is crazy well. to me. Cause do you like, that's what I'm going to Africa for. Right. Like, like the soul. I don't care about none of the people. I'm gonna keep it a band. <laughs> no, like when it really like at least just for me, just because like I'm so in tune. Like when she was like how like meditative this space is, like that's the bag that I'm in. Right. It's it's like I can meet with people virtually all day long. Like virtually. I'm still gonna talk to you, but when I get to Africa, I want nothing more than to be around the animals and the nature. Yeah, but it's still too the like to connect with the people and the culture and the food mm. and learning the language, learning the traditions. Like, you know, that's also done through people. I think, like, one of Nairobi's greatest assets are the people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And with also I feel like that's most there. places, though. Yeah. Like, well, everybody, I mean, well, but it's when, especially when we're talking about, like, African culture and yeah. stuff like that. Cause but there's a lot of times that people will go to places and they hear good things and they get there and they, they're treated differently. You mm. know what I mean? Because I, I noticed that, too. There's a lot of, like, travel baiting where... People will go to a place that not that many people know about and talk about how great it is and try to get people to come here just to get, you know, views and engagement because mm -hmm. people don't know much about it. People haven't been there and they're finally looking at a video that is is different. So that that you got to be careful with, you know, what I mean, and I don't feel like this like i don't feel like nairobi is that kind of city mm. you know what i mean i feel like nairobi is very give us an example of one of those types of cities Ooh. i'm gonna go with tulum mm. i'm gonna go with tulum like before tulum got like really popular before Jeez. covid like there was people going out there mm. and, and i when i went there i'm just like this is what y'all talking about like, this is not that great. Like, it's like, y'all hyped up this place like it is like heaven on earth. Like, there's so many things to do and see. I don't know why. So, I've never been. But just mm -hmm. even looking at the pictures, the architecture is very dated. 
Mm-hmm. Everything just looked dated to me. Not that it looked bad. Like, I did appreciate, you know, the old mm-hmm. culture. But I just feel like that was the vibe that it gave. Like, it just gave old and not very exciting. Yeah. Everybody's pictures to me just looks the same, dry, not it's very the exciting. Same, the same forest areas that's always posted. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, the one with the head, the one with the bamboo, <laughs> the one yeah. with the swing. Yeah, so, like... <laughs> For somebody like me or you, some or people who have traveled to many different places, like you go there and you're gonna be like, Oh, this is not that spectacular. But for somebody who has never left the United States before and then they go to Tulum, that might be a big deal for them. You know what I mean? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's something different. Like and not to say it's like I don't completely, even think it's that big of a deal for them. I think that they're just so happy to be doing something trendy. Yeah. And that too. Like, I ain't gonna lie, like when I went out there, the, the person that I was with, they just we weren't even supposed to go to Tulum. We were staying in, where were we staying? I want to say we were in Cancun, but Tulum was just like an hour drive or something like that. Okay. But they were so pressed to go to Tulum just because that's what everybody was talking about. Stuff like that. So it was an hour Tulum. away. I probably would have wanted to go to. Yeah. Just to, just to see it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what is the hype what, about? Right. To see what the hype is about. So we go down there. We go to the beach. Um, I will say like, you know, the pyramids there were cool. Like I got to mm-hmm. see like the pyramids. That was cool. Well, other than that, it was just a regular beach, um, you know, regular culture. Like, they have, you know, restaurants and nightclubs and bars and stuff like that. Cool, but it, it's not, to me, it's just overhyped. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not saying that it's terrible. You're just not going to go there and get a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Right, exactly. So, yeah, that that's that's an example for me. And to me, Nairobi Once-in-a-lifetime experience. Once-in-a-lifetime experience. There's no other place in the world that you're going to have a major metropolitan city with 5 million people in it right next door to a, a national park. Now, I'm not talking about walking spark. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not talking about or a damn zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about no, like, you know, just regular, I'm talking about lions, giraffes, zebras, like a whole safari drive where you can see some of the most beautiful, um, African animal and live and, um, you wildlife. know, wildlife on the planet right next to a city filled with 5 million people. Like that contrast, you're not going to find anywhere else. The people, the culture, the things to do from that video that you guys saw. And from my vlogs that you guys are going to see still is not enough time to show you everything that Nairobi has to offer, which I think that makes it great. That makes it why people want to continue to go back, see more, explore more. There's so many things to do and see in, in Nairobi. So um, I'm looking forward to going back for sure. I can't wait to go. Can't wait to reach out to some of the sponsors <laughs> that was in the comments. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Tophillpod at gmail.com for any sponsorships. <laughs> All right. Um, and Crystal and her midgets need a sugar daddy. A young. <laughs> what? Yo. And if I get them, I just know that I'm, I'm going with you. A young. Matter of fact, send me a picture of how you was looking on your birthday. I'm going to get you that sugar daddy. There's no reason why you don't have one. If I had midgets back there like that, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> what is your... I am not even... saying this ever since I've been getting my nails done with her. I swear. <laughs> have y'all seen Crystal's ass? <laughs> she got two midgets sitting in the back side of her that don't make no sense. Oh, God. It's scandalous. Are y'all done? <laughs> Can we move on to the next topic? <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right, but y'all gotta see him. Hey, yo, <laughs> become a member somewhere. You might be able to see. Him. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs>
this nah, nigga, he's gonna... like he a pimp on the Top Hill pod. I ain't, I ain't gonna pimp my The Top Hill pod. God damn, got a pimp now. You know, Top Hill is a network. You know what I mean? We could expand into the OnlyFans market. Not saying you, but I'm saying anybody that might be interested. You know? <laughs> We're looking for hardworking women and, uh, <laughs> Like, nah, all right, let me move so on. <laughs> let me move on. All right. What is next on the docket, man? <laughs> um. All right, I'm gonna stay in Africa. Just be here. Actually, mm, wanna throw one in here? Sure. <laughs> Why not? All right. Ebra was first in the building. What's up, Ebra? Longtime supporter. Shout out to Big Ebra, man. We're going to react to G. Nako Commando featuring Diamond Platinum. Shout out to East Africa. What is good? Oh, this is new. Brand new? Brand yeah, I know new? how I like new music. Why is it too? Oh, it's once a video, once not. Okay. Wake up. Hey, I was up. <laughs> All right, let's get to it, man. Shout out to Diamond Platinum. Want, want to become a subscriber to Top Hill Podcast? All you got to do is Violation. <laughs> what did I say? Violation. For speech? What the hell did we say? Oh, can I not say OS? We can say whatever on here. Hateful behavior. Hateful? Ain't nothing hateful. Get the fuck off my life. <laughs> hey, <get up. laughs> that sounds hateful. I don't, I'm about to get there. Hey, what the hell? Is Just say okay. You, you want your phone? It says some feedback. I don't have nothing to say. I'm not feeding nothing back. I'm, I get don't... off my law with the shenanigans. I didn't even say nothing. <laughs> y'all just crazy. hate to see black people doing well. Get y'all ass off my page. <laughs> y'all messing up my good life. That's what. <laughs> Because I swear to God, because the amount of stuff that you be seeing on people's lives, we didn't do nothing. Uh, we, we talk about Nairobi. Yeah, like we're talking about. Because we ain't people. coming to your country. I don't give a fuck what country it is, what <laughs> continent it is. Oh, I'm only shit. trying to go to Africa. If you over there in Europe, fuck y'all. I don't care about none of that shit. Now I'm mad. <laughs> Shout out to Singapore. I might actually want to go pull up on y'all. Oh, <laughs> God damn. They got one of the most nicest airports in the world. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Y'all pissing Jamila off, man. Yeah. All right. I hope y'all like the video, too. I'm going to check the likes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we good. We good. We appreciate you guys. I, that's why I love y'all, man. That's why I love the Top Hill family. We ask and you and you guys Jeez. actually deliver. I really appreciate that. Jeez. Shout out to everybody in the chat that liked the video. Because they be coming for me. I didn't even it's do not nothing. <laughs> what? You put it in the middle. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you for, the, thank you for that. I appreciate okay. that. See, this is, this that's is why they I'm, pay you the big bucks. I <laughs> Got manifested. <laughs> that was, that was Ibra. 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 Oh, yes. Shout oh, out oh so, so I should pay Ibra instead of. No. Oh, okay. Damn, wait a minute. Shout out to Ibra, man. All right. You shouldn't even say them. <laughs> I was going to put you up for a uh, bonus or something. <laughs> Promotion. Yeah. Get the midges on the front screen. Hello. Get the, all right. We're reacting to Gene, Nako, and Diamond Platinum. Let's get to it. Commando. Commando. Spelled incorrectly. No, it's spelled correctly. Oh, okay. How you going to tell them how to spell this shit? I swear I went to English class. I don't remember that word being different. 
This should remind me about what's going on in uh, Congo. We've got to talk about Yes. Commando, commando, commando. Yes, it's in the defense, commando. Commando, commando. Yes, it's in the defense, commando. Commando, yes, it's in the defense, commando. Commando, commando. Yes, it's in the defense, commando. He loves those glasses and I hate them. <laughs> he wears them in a lot of uh you. He wears them in a lot of videos. Commando, commando, commando. That was G, Nako, and Diamond, Diamond Platinum, Platinum with Commando. Um, <clears throat> I, at this point, Diamond Platinum to me is just like the African king of making anthems. Like his his music just gives like turn up anthems. Like he's gonna give you an anthem every year. He's like DJ Khaled, but he's actually rapping. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he he gives up that high quality. Yeah. Great sound every time, like high energy all the time. Yeah, like when when you know you're getting a diamond platinum record. Like we we reacted to a lot of his songs, and nine out of ten of those songs that we react to is some kind of like 
anthem chant something that's going to keep you going something some dance some music he didn't dance. give us no moves though he usually get down with the choreography yeah he normally i do. was waiting for it this this was more on some some other type of time yeah. you know what i mean i like it was this. iced out as per usual though you know hang time is getting longer it's not real though but hey i'll take it you heard what you said um, <laughs> but but this film is hard, man. Um, I love the visuals on this. Like Diamond Platinum always gives us really great visuals. Look um, good, sound good, feel good. Yeah, it's like just the Spicy. highest of quality. And let me give G Nako um uh, some some props as well too, man. It's not because we used to hear act like that was that sorry. was his, that was Diamond's song. So sorry, I ain't gonna lie. This this is their song. Um, but he did a great job too. He yeah. should have never gave Diamond Platinum that much time though. Yeah, because it does feel like a diamond platinum, platinum song, song. In, in record. I, I I agree with that. But I, I actually think I need to research Diamond a little bit more. I want to know what his situation is because I noticed that he does this a lot with different artists. Uh huh. Where he'll hop on a record, it kind of becomes both of their record. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like it's G Nako featuring Diamond Platinum. They made it clear it's G Nako mm-hmm. and Diamond Platinum. So I think it could be a way of you know Diamond is being one of the top artists in the area and stuff like that and. He might be just putting on for people who may not be as known as him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, this is my first time, I believe, hearing G Nako. I could be wrong, but, um, you know, Di- Diamond stands out to us a lot. So, um, top record for sure. Definitely a top record. We appreciate the suggestion. Big Ebra always. Thank you, Ebra. Through. Appreciate you, bro. I don't want more diamonds. I don't know. I don't know how we're many. not doing no more diamonds. I don't know. I don't know. And that's just that, that on that. <laughs> I said what I said. No, do that, bro. Um, all right. I'm gonna get into the next video that we had today. Um, this was also something that was popping up on my recommended feed. I did not um I did not look at it. Uh-huh. But the title looks very interesting. Okay. This is a letter from an African to an African-American. If you guys are new here, you know that we love to bridge the gap between the diaspora and the African continent through music, culture, business, relationships. So, if you guys are going to write a letter to us, I would like to hear it, mm-hmm. and then we can respond to it. I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea if this is positive, negative, neutral. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Uh, but I saw it. The title was very interesting and jumped out at me. So. Let's get to it. Commander. <clears throat> oh, shit. This is about to be real dramatic. Are <laughs> Buckle up. All right. Let's see what's going on here. I wept as he spoke. I wept as those words proceeded out of your mouth. What did I say? You're right. And I understand your sentiment. I never saw you growing up, but your presence always lingered. Mommy was happy. Her joy, however, was gone. Whenever she was silent, I knew she was thinking of you. Sometimes at night, 
I'd hear her weeping as she prayed for you. She prayed for you to be protected. She prayed that they would treat you right. She prayed you were loved. She prayed to take all your tears so you'd not feel the pain. Without expressly saying it, our parents compare me to you. They wonder what could have been if you were still here. After every achievement of yours, they wonder if it would have been better if you were here. So even though I have never seen you, I know you. Even though I was not there when it happened, I still bear the brunt of it. I've been laughed at and teased by a new family. They say, oh, look at those people from graves to grass. They definitely live in a shithole. Hmm. They look at our family, your family, and say, this phoenix will never rise out of the ashes. Let's just give them breadcrumbs. That way, they'll forever be dependent on us. Do you know what hurts me the most? They are the same people who abducted you. Mm. They took you away. Am I playing their playing game? No. I'm just stating facts. I knew she was going to say that next. Yes. Mum and dad should have done better. They should have protected you with their lives because you are our treasure. They should not have entertained your new family. Granted, they came in sheep's clothing, but that's no excuse. We should have sniffed the smell of wolves. I hate that we still take their breadcrumbs. We are the only family that can stand on its own without help from others. And I know that sounds obnoxious, but it is the truth. The other side of that truth, however, is that even though we have all the resources, we're still dependent on them. The neighborhood has given us a nickname. <laughs> they call us the third world. We cannot get our shit together. We cannot seem to rebuild what we had. We have left an indelible scar impossible to erase. Our parents and the rest of our extended family have been trying to come to visit your family through means unfitting for humans. It is ludicrous that it is oftentimes through the same means they took you away from us. This time, however, you are taking the same route voluntarily. Mm. You ask why? We ask why. They ask why. We all don't seem to have the answer but know for sure that there's something more than meets the eye. Isn't it interesting that even though we have the same biological parents, I do not know what to call you. You look just like me. That melanin cannot be mistaken for anything else. Our features are so similar. I feel it when you smile. Your wins are my wins. At least, that's how it feels. Even the way you dance reveals your ancestry. You dance to the rhythm of the beat. Only we can do that effortlessly. Mm. We are connected. Man. Even if you refuse to admit it, I there's don't. something about me that draws you to me and vice versa. I do not need a 23andMe kid to know we have the same roots. Uh -huh. But I'm at a loss as to what to call you. Sibling? Friend? Or stranger? I have not recovered from it and neither have you. I am engulfed by brokenness. Something is missing. Something I lost. Something I never knew I needed until it was taken from me. Stolen from me. I think about you, you know. I wonder why it happened. How could we allow this to happen? What was my quota? Did I do this to you? Did I allow this to be done to you? My own brother? My own sister? My own family? 
we have changed the narrative? Let me be honest with you. Sometimes I get mad at you for allowing yourself to be taken. I get mad at our parents because they did not fight harder. Why didn't they devise a plan and follow you? Why had they, whether sadly or in a grandiose manner, contributed to giving you away? But above all that, I get mad at myself the most. Why? Why was I not taking? I have asked myself this question more times than I am willing to admit. I know it is a silly question. You are probably wondering, how dare you ask that? Do you know what we had to go through? Do you know what we saw? Do you know the PTSD that runs through our veins? Do you know the tears we have shed? The lynching, the disgrace, the shame, the assault. Do you know what it means to be descendants of enslaved men and women? Do you know what it means to be arranged like sardines underneath Mm. a ship with no breathing space? Do you know what it feels like to be placed in dungeons where you poop, pee, and have your period all in the same room? Do you know what it feels like not to see the light of day? Do you even know what it feels like to be pitched against each other? Do you have any idea what it means to be disgusted by the color of your skin because of what it connotes to others? Do you know what it means to be part of the minority wherever you go? Uh. Do you know what it means for your future to be cut out for you from day one because the system was not created with you in mind? Uh. Do you know what it means not to be represented for your lips, nose, hair, and skin color to be a recipe for unwarranted jokes? I wish I could say I know how it all feels, but no, I cannot. I cannot imagine your predicaments because I have not been in your shoes. They took your name. Mm. They took your identity. They took your language. They took your belongingness. And I know I'll never understand what you went through. I cannot begin to fathom what you go through on a daily basis. I cannot put myself in your shoes. I can tell you, however, that being in my shoes is not a field trip either. This is no Wakanda. (laughs) Something was taken from me too. My vibranium, a part of me, you. (sighs) Losing you has caused a hole in the center of our hearts that nothing can seem to fill. No matter how hard we try, and trust me, we have. We cannot go back to what and who we used to be before your new family took you. We can go back and forth on who suffers the most and who has been through the most pain. But that's not the Prussian Olympics. How will that help us to heal and connect again? It won't. We both know you need to find your roots and be firmly attached to the soil. And I need to find my branches in order to flourish. We cannot do one without the other. We need to be willing to make amends, to heal and to accept. I need you to know and understand that we are proud of you. You have been through a lot, but you keep pulling through. I know you want nothing to do with me. I heard you say the other day, do not call me African-American. I am black American. I've got nothing to do with Africa. I've never been there. I've never eaten their meals. I do not know the culture. There's nothing that makes me half African. I wept as you spoke. I wept as those words proceeded out of your mouth. You're right. And I understand you. There's nothing I can say that will appease you. But I 
truly am. I wish this had never happened. I wish we had remained as we were. Our own culture, our own names, our own traditions, our own way of life. I wish we were basking in our own perfect imperfections. But I also know it is what it is. How can we bridge the gap that has been created over a period of 400 years? I believe it starts when we both open our arms wide. Come back home and claim your birthright. You do not have to stay, but just come and connect to your roots. I know all your emotions will come running back to you. The sadness, the hate, the anguish, the anxiety. And when it does surface, feel it all. Do not try to stop it. Feel it all. Take it all in and release it. I'll be right here, standing by your side. You have shoulders to cry on now. Shoulders that look like yours. Shoulders that are willing to carry the weight. Willing to admit their wrongs. Willing to accept you. Just as you are. Everyone grieves differently. If you're ready to let go, so am I. If you're not ready, that's okay. I'm still here. Ready and willing to listen to you. My doors will always be wide open. You are and will always be one of us. Give her a double round of applause. Um, that was powerful. Um, and truthful. Yeah. From start to finish. Honest. Um, and honestly, that was that was a lot to take in. Um, I didn't want to pause in between this um this art um i wanted to let it play all the way through um and and give my genuine reaction um yeah that's 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 a lot man that's heavy um i would like to say that i received this letter from my sister and i looked at Africans as my family. I understand that, like she said, our melanin is clear. It connects us. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing. You can't look at me and tell me I'm not of the continent. Um, of course, there's people with this this new wave of, you know, we were also Aboriginal people to the Americas. Yes, that's because Africans have been traveling the world. For, for years. So yes, there were Africans here. Yeah, we discovered America prior to the Europeans. Yes. So that's why we were already here. Right. And then while we were here, they took us as slaves as well too. They took Native Americans as slaves as well. Um, but to, to get back at the topic at hand, there's no denying that we were taken from Africa. Um, a large a large group of us. And um, like 
one thing that really stood out to me, there's a lot of things that stood out, but um, on the top of my head right now, this is not the oppression Olympic. And at the end of the day, there's a hole missing from them and there's a hole missing on our end as well, too. Yeah, a perspective that I was able to see today that I, not to say that I didn't know, but definitely it shed a light on is the fact that as much as we speak about, you know, us being taken from Africa and we always speak from our ancestors' point of view from the time they were taken and like mm-hmm. on the ship. Right. But I never really thought about how the people that didn't get taken, how they actually felt after we were like taken, especially mm-hmm. if they were tricked and bamboozled right so just imagine how dumb yeah they feel and how they're passing that on ancestral lead right, right. and i heard a little bit of some survival um guilt in mm. there as well too like why wasn't it me why wasn't i taken or you know them being angry at how did we let ourselves get taken or how did we not fight harder notice she said fight harder they did fight that's one thing that a lot of Americans, black Americans don't know is that they did fight for us. You know, what they're trying to tell us now is like, well, they sold you into slavery. You know what I mean? Right. But a lot of them were tricked as well, too. Like, the slavery was different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of them thought it was just another form of indentured servitude. You fill, mm-hmm. out, you fill out your terms and, you know, you'd be able to go about your way. But a lot of people didn't know that they were taking our names, our our language, our birthrights, and lynching us and killing us and doing all kind of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, but bringing it back to today, um, I feel a reconnecting force happening between Africans and African Americans. There's a huge new wave of african-americans wanting to go to africa wanting to learn about africa and africans actually connecting with us whether it's coming over here whether it's the music whether mm-hmm. it's the education it's extending invite. it's extending the invite and it's very true what she said when we do go to africa they have their arms wide open for us um, I've been to Africa three times, and the very first time that I went, the guy asked me, he's like, the Chinese come here, the Arabs come here, the Europeans come here. Why don't black Americans come here? Like A few reasons, though. <laughs> it's, it's, a few, it's a few reasons. We were, told, we were told a lot of things. We were told, you guys don't like us. You guys don't want anything to do with us. When, you guys, when, a, lot of, when a lot of Africans do come over, you know, they're told to not associate with black Americans. Mm-hmm. We're lazy, we're ghetto, we're all these kind of things. But this is just all a part of the marketing. A part <laughs> of the plan to keep yeah. us disconnected from each other because they know if we if we can get our stuff together and reconnect with our people and our land, they're in a lot of trouble. Because Okay, Africa has all the resources needed on this earth. They need not to import, export nothing for nobody. They're good. Mm-hmm. But what they lack is the mindset, the system, the structure. Well, guess who has that? Right. They're African descendants who were taken. 
we were brought up in an American system. We understand how systems that and just gave me chills work. when you really think about God's plan. Exactly. You did because only a stuff. small part of a only a select few of us were taken. Right. Right. That's kind of special. Yeah. That's why I say like to the, say that we went through all of that though, like that is like really survive. ridiculous. Yes, the fact that everybody didn't exist, survive. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of them didn't. So the fact that we did, we are the strongest version. Like we are the, we lasted. You know what I mean? We sur- we survived the the craziest things that humans can survive from. The odds are stacked against us, but we overcame that. Look at God. Well, I feel like we so oh top here. We so lucky. We gotta do something with this. Y'all don't feel powerful. I yeah, do. like we I usually always feel I definitely always feel power in my blackness. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all the time. Like when I tell you all the time, like I feel so valuable walking around with all this melanin on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I, I've always felt proud to be black. I I'm so I'm feel like I'm blessed to to be this color, to be this skin, to be who I am in the time that I'm in. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, absolutely. If you would have wired a hundred years earlier, I might have had a different story. But I honestly don't know my personality because it was always a select few of us that always it was all very small. It's crazy, and I felt like I might could have been one of them. Though I'm not even going to hold you knowing me. Yeah, yeah. Like I I really, I really knowing me. I can see that spirit in in, in (laughs) you for sure. That not giving a fuck energy, like because imagine growing up. I mean, 400 years is a long time. Like imagine growing up, your grandmother, your mother, everybody in your family, all they knew was slavery, and Mm. here goes some random person saying, "Let's get out of here." Mm-hmm. They're gonna look at you like you're crazy. That's like, but imagine what she knew. Right, she but, did not forget but, where the fuck she came from. But, Even when you try to condition some people, how does she know that? That's the crazy. That's that's what blows my mind. What was in her culture stories? Everybody like mm-hmm. when you go back to that time. By the time we got to her, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Her grandmama told her. Mm-hmm. And imagine if like just that specific family just so happened to just be one of the. The people that kept it going. Yeah, yeah that's they, all it takes. Yeah, because they did have like secret languages and stuff like that and ways to communicate. Because, you know, what they try to do is like, you know, when they had certain slaves come, they try to keep certain tribes away from each other so they couldn't communicate with each other in the native tongue. You know what I mean? But they still found ways to, mm-hmm. to still communicate. But even now, like I want to bring it back to the now because obviously we know what happened in the past. We lived through it. Our ancestors left through it. We're still going through it. Still going through it, but today, the results today, what do we do today to move forward, to continue to bridge the gap closer? And I believe our mission, part of this podcast, what we're doing is trying to help that. We Mm -hmm. are, we see you guys reaching out and we're receiving your hand. And we want to reach out to you as well, too. We want to Come to Africa, come to the continent, learn, explore, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Bring more people over. Like when I do my, my Kenyan vlog, I'm showing the, you know, my friends, my family, Mm -hmm. you know, people who are on, in the state side looking at it's like, oh wow, I never knew this. Right. You know what I mean? I had so many people come up to me. It's like, oh, you went to Kenya? Did did you have any issues with the language? I was like, they speak English. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? But they. Like most places. Like, like. In yeah. the world, all over, not just Africa, right. everywhere. Right. So it's 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 that it's making it more normal to 
travel to Africa for African Americans to go to Africa instead of me. I'm still impressed with white people sometimes. Yeah, Just with that part, the, the system. Like how you it. made sure no, like they can go anywhere, and they're going to speak their their native their native tongue. Yeah, right. Because the opposite side of the slavery part was the colonization part. Yeah, of it that arrogance of like I'm coming into your country yeah. and I'm drawing new borders and here's a new language and here's a new religion. Crystal, can you give me tissue? Oh, um, to do that. It just goes into the the mindset of where they had to be. Like if you look at Europe on a map, how small these tiny, how small these countries were compared to how big Africa was, it goes to show you it's not it's not just about size and numbers. It's about system, and and we have to do better with that. Like in our in our areas, like you know, we're melanated people. We live closer to the equator. We mm-hmm. have an abundance of life and fruit and vegetables and livestock. So we were very open and giving people all around mm-hmm. the globe. We, but here comes people who come from a more scarcer environment, colder, harsher environment who doesn't have that. So, you know, we come Which in makes sense on. as to why they have so much structure. Right. Because they had to, they had to, yeah. Or, or yeah, we or could be, be free. Right. And they had to be like very structured. They learned from the dark ages. Yeah. <laughs> when when the Moors came over there and started teaching them like, you know, yo, you can't sleep with the pig in the house. You can't here's how you build street lights and this mm-hmm. is how you build this. It was just like, damn, we can't let these people come. We can't let this happen to us again. But um I'm I'm not gonna go too deep into that. Um sticking to the topic at hand. Um as a black American, I'm gonna continue to travel to Africa. I'm going to continue telling people they should travel to Africa. And whenever I see an African brother or sister here in the States or when I go to the country, I'm going to say, what's up? It's, it's, it's universal. Like you said, like mm-hmm. she said, like that, our blackness is universal. I can go to Colombia and I connect with black people there. Mm-hmm. They look at me and it's like, my color, my color, what's good, my brother. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we're connected. No matter how hard they try to separate us, we are still connected forever and what I, I still really do believe this to this day the reason why a lot of other cultures and and different nationalities come to this country and become so successful and stuff like that i talk to a lot of people from outside of america like um people who immigrated over here might be here for school or work or whatever they come here and they're stressed out. This America is so stressful. You know, I've seen a video um, recently of um, a Ghanaian woman. She um, she went to Canada mm-hmm. for a school, and she was just crying her eyes out just because it's, I just feel so lonely mm. here. The people here are not friendly or nice or welcoming or family oriented. When you go to Africa, there's many people in the house. There's, right. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a family affair all the time. It's group. And then you come to a place like the West, U.S. or Canada, and just like everybody's to themselves. Everybody's worried about themselves. Everybody's focusing on the job or making money to pay this car note or pay this mortgage. But they're not thinking about the their family, mm-hmm. the people, what makes us human. At all. Because I'm telling you, I'm not. Yeah. 
I'm not. And I want to. Like, I am, right. like, literally, like, craving it, like, so much where right. I'm just, like, I am so tired yeah. myself. Like, I'm ready to give up everything. Yeah, like, I'm literally ready to give up everything. And going back, like, to the letter and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure, like, they think that we have, like, all this opportunity right. and things like that. Or why we just won't come back. We don't have no money either. <laughs> we struggling out here. They got us trapped here. We, we are trapped. So I looked at the medium um, uh, income again, right? I was incorrect. The median income in the U.S. is thirty-eight thousand a year. Thirty-eight thousand. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it was like thirty-seven something, something, something. When I seen yeah. the forty-eight, I was like, "Oh, it's going up." That's yeah. what I was thinking in my head. Right. I think forty-eight is the DC area. I think that's where I got the number. Okay. But thirty-eight is the, is the U.S. So th- compared to inflation, <laughs> what's going on in this country? Thirty-eight thousand dollars is not a lot of money for us. Now, to y'all, that sounds like. It sounds like we're almost half a millionaire. Right. If only but we could make that money and we didn't have as much expense. If only we could make that money and, and just put it back in a country that the dollar is more powerful in. But the way that it's taxed anyway, like, first of all, yeah. by the time we even get that, yeah, they've <laughs> already taken it. We would have to live very below our the means. top. But this is what these other nationalities do. So they come, they come here like the, the, the different countries, Filipinos, Vietnamese, Indians, whatever. They come here, they realize America is a rat race, it's a trap. We come here, we make our money, we put it back home, we build our, our country. Mm-hmm. We, we invest in businesses and things back there. And while we're in America, we're going to only support and patronize our people. Mm-hmm. The Indians are going to go to the Indian market, the, the Latins are going to go to the Latin market, Africans are going to go to the African market. But the black Americans, we, we fight with our own people all the time tooth and nail to come and support a black business. It's just now starting to like get some kind of resurgence. But at one point we were always like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when we had our most economic power. Like when we were the most financially stable was during segregation, when we were supporting our own businesses, when we were doing things on our own. Mm-hmm. What I believe what needs to happen now is that just like every other person in this country, because this whole country is land of immigrants. <laughs> this this none of us is truly native to this land. They killed ninety nine percent of them already. That's what they do. They they give back to their family. Mm-hmm. They give back to their native land. They make the money here and they give back. And I believe as Black Americans, we should do that as well too. Make our money here, learn, get the education, knowledge, and everything that that we can use what we have to our advantage mm-hmm. because the truth is we helped build this country. So we deserve every right privilege and everything that this country has to offer. And then take that information back to whichever country name your country here. There's mm-hmm. 54 to pick from. There's 54 countries in Africa to pick from. Find yours. Anyone, most of, well, I'm not going to say all of them because some have problems, but majority <laughs> Is gonna open you up with open arms, especially sub-Saharan Africa. So, I I encourage people to do their research. I was gonna say, did he need to hurry up and leave? I don't know why it just came to my head before they freeze his passport. <laughs> you said, did he? Yeah. You is yeah. It just so sorry. Funny. I just thinking money. Yeah, you got yeah. a lot of it. It's a lot going on. And don't too. freeze it. <laughs> I want some first. Bruh. They said, let me get mine off the top. But that's why they. 
we won't get into that topic mm-hmm. in a minute too. I, I don't know if we wanted to talk about it or not. But I really see. don't, but I just feel like it just kind of, yeah, money, man. power, just. You notice that every billionaire that we get, they start chopping them off the list? We automatically, that's why I'm not against them. Yeah. He wrong as the fuck. I know he is. But, but he ain't that wrong compared to the other do, wronger. But he's been doing people. a lot right once he started getting that certain kind of status and that money. Kanye was doing right too. There's, there's, they don't want us there because they know with that kind of influence. Because it's not only, it's not just the the black billionaires that we have in this country. They're not quiet like the other billionaires. They're loud. Diddy has influence. Kanye has influence. Jay-Z but they had influence. it first. They were loud before they even got the exactly. influence, which kind of sucks because look at how they got it. They're both entertainers. We don't have that many. We don't have any billionaires that aren't entertainers, we really. Do. We do. Right, but I'm right, just saying, right. yeah, yeah. But, but. With for, influence. How, he don't got that much influence. He has influence, oh, influence over the 1%. Right. He had to get loud, though. Like, he had to do the thing for more. Like, he's, he's now starting to get a little bit louder. But. He still he, ain't making that much noise. Even with, even with that, like. We, we listened to Diddy at InvestFest, and he said, look, I've been over the mountaintop. I see what's over there. And I'm coming back over here to tell you, we need each other. Mm-hmm. We can't go any further without us fixing this problem. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of problems. We do. But one problem that should be easily solved is our lost connection with our brothers and sisters in Africa. I think that's one problem that we should be able to get over now. I don't hear people here in the States making fun of Africans for being Africans anymore. Not at all. Dark skin is cool again. Hello. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Afrobeats has taken over the globe. But it's baby steps. And I it think is. that, because um, we're not about to have a racial divide anymore. It's going to be about the haves and the have-nots. Correct. I'm hearing right now, and it's starting. It's starting right, right, right now. Yeah. You hear how they're getting on the um, Disney CEOs and stuff like that mm-hmm. for their numbers dropping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ain't no money to spend. Y'all got it. So what what exactly did you expect? There's nothing that they're going to be able to do. Y'all can't keep selling us the same Disney stories and fantasies and things. We're not buying into it anymore. The economy is getting real. It has changed. And they have single-handedly changed it. So how do you change it and then go to the people, which is your now count, your your white counterpart, and complain to them about it? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Because the divide is, is changing. Yeah, it is. We all, all of us in the room, janky as shit, looking at each other, talking about what we going to do. Look what you did. The jankiest one is saying, look what you did. We all janky. Mm-hmm. We all know that we janky. Mm-hmm. Wait, how janky am I? Not, ta- <laughs> not talking about us. <laughs> I'm not talking about us. I'm just saying in these rooms, like, yeah. all of them are janky. Y'all know that y'all janky. Y'all know that y'all cheated. Y'all broke rules. And then you go into the same people that you asked to break the rules as to why y'all not making money, even though I let y'all cheat. <laughs> I let y'all cheat and y'all still not making money because the people we stole it from they don't have any we stole it all right. there is no more money left and the money that we do have we holding on to yeah we holding on to it because everything we don't even know to- what to do with it we want to invest it we want to do all this stuff we don't, even if we want to go to Africa we don't even know what to do where to go there's, there's been some I, w- I will say that there have been some countries who are making it easier for us to come over there. Um, there's five African countries. I think Crystal, you sent me this as well too. There's five African countries that waive um, visas on, um, mm-hmm. for Black Americans to come. I know at the top of my head, Ghana, uh, Kenya. After I left, um, <laughs> South Africa. 
um, Uganda. Yeah. Uganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's one more. I think it's Rwanda. Um, no, Nigeria. I'm not saying that the opportunities aren't available. That's just like when I called you the other day. There's so many opportunities. There's money here for us, too. You have to just know about the opportunities. And that's the thing. Like, we just don't have the knowledge. Or or care to even seek it. Yeah. At that point. We don't even know that there is knowledge to seek. We don't even know that. For us. (laughs) We're in so much dysfunction. There's a lot of dysfunction here, y'all. A lot of us don't even know that there's a problem coming or that this is a problem. Because there's so many people... that live in poverty that's used to that lifestyle they don't see anything more than what is in front of them Mm -hmm. they don't know a life outside of crime or anything like they just like this is how i have to get it there's i've seen no other roadmap it's so easy for us to say there's a different way and there's a different option but to the person that never seen it never seen somebody from their same family or neighborhoods do it how do they know where Mm -hmm. did they go how do they know that this is even like what we're talking about right now so, um, there needs there needs to be more awareness. You know, I'm always resolution based. Me too. I got an idea though. I can't talk about it right now, but okay. I got an idea. I got a good idea. Because sure I feel like God is putting me in position to do it. Honestly, okay. like literally just as of today. Because okay. I told you how I've been wanting to get out of my house. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. We'll talk over here. Got some opportunities coming. And um, there's going to be a lot of new things coming to Top Hill as well, too, guys. Um, if you guys have any ideas or suggestions, you know, don't hesitate to throw them our way. Um, I've had plenty of DMs and emails of people reaching out um, with new ideas and stuff like that. This is our platform. You know what I mean? I know you guys see me and Jamila here every week. But, you know, for everybody that's in the chat right now, we really appreciate you guys. The people that come in and, and watch, you know, the post videos. We're watching the vlogs. Wherever you guys have found us from, we appreciate you guys for being here. And I want to let you guys know my arms are open as well, too. You guys are in Africa. Whenever you pull up to the DMV area, you hit my phone. Yes. Hit my phone. We're going to have a good time. That's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Yes. When you come to the East Coast, shoot, let us know. We might be moving around, too. Yeah, facts, facts. You know what I mean? Because I see the love and everything you guys give us when we come over there. And it's, it's received. So. Make sure you guys share this with your favorite business owner over in Africa and things like that. Like we're definitely wanting to connect more and we need sponsorship. We yeah. need sponsorship. So yeah. make sure that you are liking this video, you subscribe and make sure you're sharing this to your friend, your local business owner, everybody that needs to see this so that we can help you and you can help us that so we can help everybody. Yeah. Really, really appreciate it, man. Um, all right. Ooh, that was heavy. Um, I do love uh, one. Uh, we did that record. We not doing. <laughs> um, I like how we're just able to do that now. Mm-hmm. Like our mind is like made up. <laughs> My mind. <laughs> let me know. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. What's your body saying? <laughs> My body is silent. <laughs> body silent. Body Golly. Discipline. All right. The lies you tell. Yeah. I didn't believe that. You should. You should believe in me. Sound believe like a lie. Believe in your brother, man. I know a lie <laughs> when I hear one. <laughs> All right, guys. 
we're gonna get into another reaction tonight. Um, shout out to my guy Mike Scott in the building. Shout out to Mike Scott, man. Um, really enjoyed the last record that um he dropped for us. So he is a local artist to the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Shout out to y'all. And let's get to it, man. This song is called Bullshit. Mm. I wonder if it's gonna be some bullshit. <laughs> Got a price up on my head, moving cautiously. To me, little bitch, you dead. Please stop calling me. Oh. Gotta watch out for the fan. Ain't gonna stop me. Oh, yeah, Vegas. Run it up and break the bread. All that drama, heart frozen. You can miss me with that bullshit, bitch. You can miss me with that bullshit, nigga. I'm not with all of the drama you give. You go bring in all them problems again. I be out there in them streets with this all up. And yeah, I did some wrong, but only God knows So you can miss me with that bullshit, bitch And you can miss me with that bullshit, nigga mm -hmm. Tryna run that money up, ain't got no time to waste Tell her I can't come from merit to that paper chase Tell her I won't fuck with my, just fuck my money up I ain't nothing like these goofies you be fucking It's like Dirkie on set, gotta watch your homies I thought I was your dog, but I guess you don't know me Had to cut off all them loosens, had to get back to this one How you talk like a real nigga, but walk like a phony Used to smoke them dutches, back to back, blowing no reef Fucking on them all the coping problems, I don't need I don't fuck with no drama like that little bitch with ILD She got one fucking up, the money is all I see like yeah, real from the fake, the love and the hate Friends turn to foes, watch love come and go Got a price up on my head, moving cautiously To me, little bitch, you dead, please stop calling me I gotta watch out for the fat, ain't gonna stop me I'm just tryna run it up and break the bread All that drama, heart frozen you in this side You can that bullshit, bitch You can miss me with that bullshit, nigga I'm not with all of the drama you give And you gon' bring in all them problems again I be out there in them streets, moving solo And yeah, I did some wrong, but only God knows so you can miss me with that bullshit, bitch And you can miss me with that bullshit, nigga mm -hmm. Talk, talk, talk Definitely yeah. not no bullshit Yeah, you can miss me with that <laughs> That was good, Mike Scott, with bullshit. Shout out to my guy, Mike Scott, man. Um, dope record. Um, I love the sound that you're going with now, brother. Like, um, I like this. I like, I like the, the singing, the harmony. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? like everything about the song. Everything was yeah. a one for me. Yeah, I, I like this vibe. The that lyrics, you're going the into. quality, the video, everything. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, like, pull up the Vegas, man, you know what I mean? Just yeah. get the good cameraman, you know what I mean? It doesn't got to be too introspective, you know what I mean? Mm. It doesn't got to be like a first-person shooter. <laughs> but, you know, this this don't was fire, man. I really enjoyed this. Um, dope record. Um, I'm definitely, um, I'm going to add this to one of my playlists, man. Smash that sure. like button. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys think of the record as well, too, man. If you guys like it, don't forget to like it. Go to his page and like it. And I need to subscribe to my brother, man. What's going on? I'm missing um, a lot of subscribers lately. I'm on him, y'all. I'm yeah. on him, though. I've I, I seen her hovering over like, that shit don't say subscribe over there. Listen <laughs> yeah, love. Yeah, so. We appreciate my You know, Scott. I'm not allowed to rant and, and not follow the, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the people that support us, we support you. That's a fact. And then on top of that, if you if your music is genuinely good, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's easy. It's easy work. All right. Um. All right. I had to get, long get into this, man. Is this the fight? No. Oh, okay. It's not a fight. What fight were you talking about? You seen the mom there for her daughter? No. Oh, yeah, I seen this. Um. What happened? All right. Um. I didn't even watch the full video. I saw like half of it and it was enough for me. Yeah, and you only needed to see her. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't you know she, only needed to see her. Yeah, I didn't know she was talking that long. <laughs> I didn't know TikTok, you can make YouTube videos. <laughs> that is a whole nine minute video. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about this, guys. Um, this video comes from um, a lady named Say. Um, she is a Morgan State student. Shout out to Morgan State University. Okay. You know what I mean? My alma mater. Um, yeah, and she she dropped a really um, to me powerful video um, that sparked up a lot of conversations with with people. This is this is a big problem, and hopefully we can provide some solutions. I know Jamila got something in her head probably already. I mean, I just find it funny. I'm starting off with the fact that we found this to be so powerful when people have been complaining about this on social media for a very long time. I haven't seen it. This is my first time seeing it. This you've like, seen open. it. You saw her pretty ass, light skinned ass. They that's, <laughs> that's usually what, what makes it stick. No, no, no. I'm not saying oh, that's what I, you saw. I, I see. I, okay, that's I see what, what made saying. it stick. I see what you're saying. We have been complaining about this bullshit. Okay. You're not going to tell me this is our first time hearing the shenanigans. No, no, no. When you heard the fir- when you first heard the song, you mm-hmm. complained about it. And you're, hey, we knew that it was going to get to our children. Certain songs, we yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, we had this conversation. We know. Before. Yeah, we we had the conversation around parenting and why our kids are listening and being influenced by this kind of music and mm-hmm. and the the problems that is happening. Yep. And this is to me direct results of why. We have to be careful with the music that we're allowing our children to hear and taking some accountability for the music that's being created at the same time. You know what I mean? So I hear your point that why does it take a pretty face for the message to get finally thrown out? Because this went viral. This has like over 12 million views. Mm-hmm. The um, first day that she posted it, I think it had a million and a half views. Yeah. Like it went crazy. Now... I'm not one to shoot the messenger. She can't help that she's pretty. No, but, no, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it now all of a sudden is so, this message was so powerful. Mm, so it loud. it wasn't. Well, the message. It's the same thing. It's the same powerful message that's going on in our youth, but she yeah. didn't deliver it any like. Yeah, there's been many people complaining and, and messaging this too. But since it finally caught the attention of the masses, I'll take it however we can get it. Yeah, because Lord knows we needed to have this conversation. So we're gonna let her speak, and um, we'll we'll chime in with with our thoughts on it before. Uh, Crystal, have you seen this video yet? Okay, all right, cool. So we're gonna get her um organic reaction to this as well too. I'm calling out all the parents. If you're a parent and your child is in pre-K to elementary school, elementary school to high school, I'm calling you out. The children today, I have never experienced, and I'm I'm 22. 
Oh, Crystal, you're really about to resonate with this one. Oh, my God. I just, I just put the pieces together. You're really about to resonate with what she's about to say. Having to teach and work with you guys as children has been the most traumatic experience of my life. I teach five-year-olds ballet. Five-year-old girls ballet. I have a class of 10 students. They don't respect any authority. You ask them, can you stand in your designated spot? They're telling you no and shut up. Mm. They're throwing things at each other. They're throwing things at other people, other classmates. You say, can everybody sit in their spot? I don't want to, I'm not doing that. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're not my mom. You confront the parent. The parent tries to argue with you and fuss at you because you tried to reprimand and redirect their kid. I told a young little girl, please sit in your spot. You're not my mom. You don't tell me what to do. Okay. When our mom came to pick her up, I said, hey, your daughter's having a hard time following instructions. And seven times today, I've had to redirect her to just sit in her spot. Well, clearly she didn't want to sit. And mind you, this is a mom. <laughs> clearly she didn't want to fucking sit right there. So, I mean, if she telling you she don't want to do something, why keep asking her to do it? You know she's not going to do it. What world do we live in? Like, what in you guys' brain as a parent says, hmm, my kid not following any directions is a, is a great thing. It's not that serious. And y'all don't have a right to tell her what to do. It's sad. It's sad. It's really, really sad. And another thing that's heart-wrenching is horrifying. It is horrifying. Mm -hmm. Your five-year-old daughters are asking to listen to Pound Town. Right. And Ski Yee. Right. Your daughters, your five-year-old daughters are asking, can we hear Pound Town? I'm playing them Princess Tiana ballet music. And they are asking me, can we hear Pound Town? They don't even know why this is bad. Right. It's crazy. Like. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I'm so scared for these little girls today because this is the most insane, insane agenda push I have ever seen in my life. Nah, it's crazy. We do freeze dance. You guys' daughters are twerking at five. Crazy. Five. Crazy. Where's the parenting? There Where's the boundaries? Where's the help? Y'all. All right. Yeah. Where's the I, fucking village, goddammit? I, I had enough. Um, I had enough. Um, this is all I needed to see. This is where I stopped it at before. Because mm -hmm. I was already triggered. I ain't going to lie. I, was, I don't need to see any more. I, I get what she's saying. Um, I'm going to get the initial reactions from the ladies in the building first. Um, Jamila, starting with you, what do you feel after? What was your reaction when you first saw this video, and and what do you think about everything that she said? I want to put this in the right words. I'm so desensitized from a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I've been to it because you're you're a great parent. You're a great mother. I really like, do this parenting shit. Yeah, like. like I ain't gonna I lie. I really do this parenting shit. When I have kids, I'm coming to Jamila. I say, I need to know your playbook. I want to know what guidebook, what you read, all this stuff. Because how she parents her son is amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I see, I, your son's gonna be great. But 
Thank you. I really appreciate that because I really try. I really try my hardest, mm-hmm. and sometimes even my hardest don't seem like it's good enough. It doesn't go unnoticed. Like you, you can tell. You can tell what you're doing. Like I remember some of the things. Like even early when he was younger, like I don't feed them candy like that. No. <laughs> it's like, my it's little thing. I've been eating I mean? for weeks. If y'all see me eating candy on this podcast, this is my son's candy. My son has not asked me, and this is with no exaggeration, he's not asked me for mm-hmm. any of that Halloween candy, not one time since we no. went trick-or-treating. Right. Not asked me. The bag of candy is still sitting here. I'm the one going in there stealing lollipops. Right. And, yeah. He don't eat it. Right. A child is a direct reflection. Of the parents. A direct mm-hmm. reflection. Mm-hmm. And it can even be the lack thereof. Because mm-hmm. parents can be great. But if you're great and your child is not, what difference does it matter? Right, because something's not being communicated. There's some kind of missing yeah. branch that's not connecting. Because mm-hmm. the child should automatically, I mean, the, the child's going to push boundaries and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you're the parent. And these kids are running the house like they're the fucking parent. Though this, is, this girl that's on this video says that she's 22 years old. Mm. That's, that's 10 years younger than me. So the fact that she's able to see this because her generation is off too. It's twenty two year olds that's on that same exact level as that five year old that's just that far gone. Twenty two year olds or five year olds. (laughs) (laughs) But um it's just the fact that when I was her age and younger, I always saw this in our youth. Mm -hmm. I I've always said I don't like children. People who know me know that I don't like children. Mm -hmm. Not really. It's not usually because of the children. It's usually due to the lack of parenting. Mm -hmm. But I have to stay away from them because I know for a fact that I I don't like children, but I love children. Okay, like I have a love for the youth. I was once a child. There were a lot of people that that shot a lot of light into me you know what i mean especially me coming from like a very impoverished background and things like that people saw my potential and people who went out their way to really mess with me you understand so you're like chris rock what's that mean like you love black people but you hate niggas yeah, <laughs> yeah that's i've always said that <laughs> i've always always said that even when yeah. it comes to children too like i feel the same way same way about black people and i feel the same way about children mm-hmm. like i really dislike them uh just in general but i have a love for them and i don't want to see anything bad happen to them in fact i actually want to see all of them prosper and you know be the best that they can be right. but the lack of parenting sometimes just throws us off when i was a child i didn't like children because i saw this in them and it just I just feel bad for them. I didn't even mm-hmm. want to have kids because I felt like this is what I'm going to have to deal with mm-hmm. with me having a kid. Right, because you're not only just fighting your parenting skills, but you're fighting their friends' parenting skills as well, too, because at the end of the day, when you have a child, the environments you put them in are going to be a part of how they are raised. But you have to have a certain level of awareness mm-hmm. about life. So mm-hmm. I feel like another reason why I'm so successful um, in being a parent thus far, because I don't know what the future has to come, but I feel like you have to like parent two times mm-hmm. at the same time. Like mm-hmm. you have to parent your child for like what's happening now. And then you kind of got to get ready for what's getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. For example, like today, 
when it comes to parents. And my son got his first fill-in today. He doesn't even eat candy. Mm-hmm. He does take pretty good care of his teeth, but he doesn't do he doesn't take care of them perfectly. Is he flossing every day? No. Is he brushing two, three times every day? No. Mm-hmm. Some days, but not most days. So mm-hmm. now we have to make it most days. Mm-hmm. So not only today he had to go have a, a dental visit that wasn't a, a a regular checkup his regular checkups in and out smile here you go cleaning you know how it is you mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. well this time he had to do the laughing gas the needles all of that the drilling now he got one of them little bad silver silver caps y'all oh, man. so now i'm telling my son okay this is why this happened mm-hmm. okay right you explain you don't just say you have to over explain everything right and I know that can get annoying for a lot of people. It's like, why do I gotta keep explaining, keep explaining? But and repeat, child- and repeat. But they're children. You know what I mean? You just can't say "shut up" and "because." That doesn't translate well because all they're gonna do is say, "Repeat what you do." Shut up, because, and not know how to communicate anymore. And exactly. Not- and we have to teach these kids how to respect their elders and authority figures as well. Because my son already knows. But going back to like the the parenting part like today with the teeth so now i'm telling him okay boom this happened because you weren't taking care of your teeth how you should have Mm -hmm. not only do i have to tell him that right now i have to give him a reason Mm -hmm. to want to fix it right so i can't just say you didn't like today's dental visit so just brush your teeth right now i gotta go in and tell him you know that um the tooth fairy doesn't award you for that tooth Mm -hmm. when that tooth comes out you won't get anything Right. He hasn't lost a tooth. So now mm-hmm. he's already like that hurt his feelings like right. more than the fact that it hurt him earlier today to get a needle. Right. He's looking forward to, to that. Right. Right. That's life. Like mm-hmm. literally you have to let them know that the every action. Yeah. That's, teaching, that's so many lessons in that itself. Yeah. And that's what I'm t- like. That is like so key. Like today I could have just been like, damn, I got to take you to the dentist again. We just left last month. Like mm-hmm. that's what parents are doing now. They are complaining about having these children. And being parents. Yeah, I did see a video, uh, another video earlier, too, about this one woman complaining that she doesn't want her daughter anymore. I complain about it all the time, too, though. I ain't going to lie. I would never get on social media. I want him. I love him. I'm going to keep him. Mm -hmm. That's, like, something I signed up for, so I'm going to do the best I can. But it's so hard. And by the grace of God, I do have help from his Mm -hmm. dad. Right. If I didn't, I'm pretty sure I would be more vocal. I probably would be off the. I would be off the rockers. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to it's, lie. It's like it's tough. just hard. It's, so, it's, it's. I could. I just see. That's why I'm so like. I'm thinking my time. Like I know it's hard to raise a child. Extremely hard, guys. And and I hats off to all the women who are trying to do it on their own. No, but we're not going to do that. I feel like that's what we need to stop it right, right, right now because that's a part of the problem. We the problem. are going to stop. I want to finish my sentence because they ain't doing good. <laughs> No, the they, women, them, listen, them moms listen. that's around are just as bad as the absentee parents, the fathers. And just because you stuck around, I'm not about to pat you on your back for doing what you were supposed to do just because he did it. Right. But what I'm saying is, there, okay, there's women who are trying. Yes, I know there's a difference between the women who just, oh, just because I have the child, I'm getting all the glory and, and just praise me. But they feel no. like they're trying. Yeah, okay, and, I'm talking and about the women. to some degree, they kind of are. I'm talking about the, yes. You know are. what I mean? But I'm talking about the women who are actually trying mm-hmm. to be good mothers. You know what I mean? There's so many circumstances. Yes, of course, maybe sometimes the man didn't work out. Sometimes the, the man got locked up. Sometimes the man died. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're widowed, there's widowed mothers as well, too. It's not always just the man cheated and so I fuck, 
fuck these niggas. It's not always that. It's not. You know what I mean? Like, there's sometimes they're just put in these bad positions. So, the key, because you want to get into the resolution here. I don't want to just keep complaining just to be complaining, guys. The resolution is the parenting. First, you got to recognize this is a problem. For, let me, let's start there real quick. This is a problem. Five-year-old girls should not be twerking. Mm. Five-year-old girls should not be listening to Sexy Red in Poundtown. What the hell are we doing? But what's understood doesn't have to be explained. Those of us that get it, get it. And but those see, of us like that children, don't, don't. But just like we children. Gotta we got to parent these parents. We got to parent the parents. Because a lot of these parents are children as well, too. Because that's what, they're listening to it. They don't know that it's wrong that their five-year-old daughter shouldn't be listening to this with me. They don't, they don't even think that in their brain. So and that have, I can't even wrap my mind around. We have to spell it out for them. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of these people, they just don't know that that's a problem. They don't know. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, like, when you have a child, yeah, your life changed. You just, you signed up for this. Everything changes. I do not watch TV around my son. I barely listen to any music around my son. When I did try to introduce my son to, like, music for real, he don't like it. Yeah, like he don't like it. It's too loud. When he was a little baby, he used to tell me, "Mommy, it's too much. It's too loud." He would cover his ears up, like the bass, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, it's not loud enough." Like, right. And I'm tired of us acting like these lyrics don't matter. Like words are spelled, words and music like shit. The devil was the leader of the choir in the in heaven. If, if anything, the devil is going to speak to you through the music. That's mm-hmm. for one. A lot of these lyrics and stuff like that, we're being like kind of like put under some kind of I definitely spell. have been under a spell. I tell people all the time, and it's so funny now that I'm even sitting here doing it because I feel like the spell actually worked for me and it didn't work for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to like rap music and stuff like that, I always tell like guys that was around my same age group, like we listen to the same music. I'm like, that type of music didn't make you want to go get some money. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like when I tell yeah. y'all, like it's, it's the music. Like, when I'm just mm-hmm. hearing it, it just make me want to hustle harder. Even me selling drugs, I knew I didn't want to go to jail. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when Jay-Z said, you know what I'm saying, that t- don't take the take the money, don't take the dinner, everything's in the music. Like, that's true to a certain degree. Like, you got to take what you want from things, and then you got to also leave some things away. And sometimes right. you got to learn from what's unsaid. And music is a time and place for it and everything, right? Like, we listen to music when we're in the gym working out. We listen to music when we're in the club to turn up. We listen to music when you're in church want to worship. You listen to music when you want to have sex. Like, there's all different kinds of music that's for different things. So, if you're listening to Pound Town, and you know... <laughs> in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, or listening to it. Okay, that those words mean something. Mm-hmm. She said those words to mean something. Mm-hmm. Do you want your five-year-old to mean that right now? Like... Because this, this is crazy. Like, girls are acting older, younger all the time. Burnt out real bad. Like, because the stuff that, like, middle school and high school, I'm not going to go too deep because we're on YouTube, but, like, that age group, like, it's crazy. They look like grown-ass They women. look That's like a me. Problem. I, a problem. I can sit with them. Right. I have so many clients that come to me, and I'm talking to them, and I'm, like, telling them, like, I'm speaking like I'm older, and they're looking at me like, Girl, who mm-hmm. like who are you? And then I'll say something like, right. like, oh, I was in the military, and they be like, what? I be like, yeah, that was probably like that was over ten years ago. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're like, right? How how old are you? Mm-hmm. I'm a grown ass woman. Right, right, right. So it's 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 
it's confusing. So you ha we have to be protective of our communities, right? So yes, if there's a single if there's a single mother and she wants help, the village should help. It's unfortunate, but it's one of those things where, like, as a community, where we have to recognize seventy five percent of black people in this country are raised by single mother households. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we know that the best results of children come from two parent households. Mm -hmm. So clear resolution is for one, if it's possible, work it out with the father mm -hmm. to co-parent or stay together Two, find some kind of positive masculine role model figure to be in that child's life, whether it's your daughter or your son. Positive females too. Mm -hmm. We got. I feel like we got to stop skipping that part. Okay. Yeah. Elaborate on it. We people, need people don't talk about that mothers. Mm -hmm. We need them because they are around, but they are not doing good enough. Mm -hmm. And then there are some single mothers who are going above and beyond, and they're definitely meeting the mark and surpassing it. Right. So it's not impossible for single mo single mothers to have successful children. Right. The mothers that are around ain't good enough. They ain't shit either. Mm -hmm. They are just as much of ain't shit as the absentee parent. Half of them, 50% of the moms that stuck around ain't shit. Right. Because and just because you get them a good masculine role model, they need a nurturer. They need somebody to love them. You need, need somebody that's not going to resent them because of the father. You know right. what I mean? It's just so much going on. Like, these moms really don't be it. And I'm saying that to say, like, I never wanted to be a mother. Mm -hmm. I don't like children. How the hell I become top 10? Bruh. <laughs> no, like, seriously. Like, if you line me up with my, like, if it was a competition of mamas, I'm up there. I know that. For a fact, most yeah. moms can't say that. Mm -hmm. The good moms, we gonna all we gonna. It's gonna be a lot of ties. It's gonna be a lot of neck and neck. It's gonna be a real competition for the moms that's really momming. Mm -hmm. But these other mothers, absolutely not. Right. And when going back to that village, speaking to that girl that's a teacher, mm -hmm. everybody is not a leader. Some people not qualified to be teachers at the end of the day. Little girl, I'm speaking to you, Miss 22-year-old ballerina teacher. Put your fucking foot down. Because she says in the video, I don't, yeah, I don't. When that's exactly not working, <laughs> when that's not working, you have to change your approach. I don't know a child that's going to play with me. But, I'm not the child. A the child thing. can't play with me. Okay, but what if the And then mama... The Listen system. to me. So you're about to fight the mama then? No, no, it's not about fighting. It's about okay. a certain level of respect that you have to demand. Like I said, I've, I've worked with children. I, I'm, I'm the village that they speak of. You know what I'm saying? When I'm in the grocery store and I see somebody child act, I speak to it. Mm. I speak to it. Mm. Or I'll say something. If I'm with my son, I'm going to say something out loud to not trigger the mother, but just so that they understand the difference. I'm explaining to my, I'm parenting my son while you're not parenting your child. Mm -hmm. This is not how we act. In public. <laughs> you, you can be standing hey, yo, right there. Hey, yo, I look at my son. I can see it. Like, yo, and for anybody who don't know her, she's not capping. This I'm is, not capping. She's very much a Jamila Mo. I, I believe every single word she's saying right now. The mother, and it's not to offend them. If I, I see that the see mother it. is frustrated, that's one thing. I might speak directly to her child. But if I see mom just don't care. Because that child is going to feel away. When a bad child sees my son. They instantly want to be in his shoes. When they see me even yelling at my son, they want that attention. Some kids just want some attention. 
Mm-hmm. Whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, because they feel neglected so much in the house. Mama yes. to give them that nurturing and that attention and stuff like that. Yes. This, this all stems back from the, the, the broken home. A lot of, okay. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of these women are trying to be mom and dad. You can't. You can't do it. It's not, you're not supposed to do it. You're supposed to be mom. Dad's supposed to be dad. If dad is not there, you need a village. Mm-hmm. A dad-like figure. Stop trying to be mom and dad because what's going to happen is you're going to try to be dad and now you can no longer be mom. And the child is going to have the effect of that. Mm-hmm. So, mother should mother, father should father. And I know there's a lack of fathers, but I also see that changing as well too. I see a lot more men stepping up trying to be fathers. I, I feel like that curse, that was a 80s crack epidemic mm-hmm. mass incarceration pro- program mm-hmm. that was put into our communities that's finally starting to subside. Yeah, we're in the culture of bitter baby mama now. Right, exactly. This is the after effect of that happening. And then it goes into just weak men. Because mm-hmm. I don't care how bitter the baby mother is, a man should still fight for his child. She still laid down with that man and made that child. We have to have accountabilities on both sides. Yes, you might be complaining about that 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 guy, but you still made a baby with that guy. You made that choice. Men can't just go around impregnating women without their consent. They'll go to jail for that. So women have to take That's accountability. No, women have to take accountability for who they're laying down with as well, too. We can't it's accountability on both sides, the men and the women. It's not just it's not one sided here. So Men need to be men. Mm-hmm. Step up and father more. And I'm seeing that. And mothers need to let the men be the men too. Because there's a lot of scornful women as well too who won't allow their children to have fathers. Because like, of something. You're tired and you don't want to give the baby to the father. I'm always, my child father be talking that dumb shit. I'm like, come get him. You can keep him. <laughs> you ain't going to see him. Keep him. You can't do it without me, baby. That's what you're not going to do. Yeah, and that's what mothers really need to get through their head. He's never going to keep the child. <laughs> he can't do it. He don't want to do it. <laughs> Bitch, you don't want to do it. Why? What? Like, let's make it make sense. He's never going to keep that child. He's not. He's not. He's not going to do it. We need each other. Real bad. We belong together. Shout out to Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> not the scientist. But her too. <laughs> I'm gonna say free her man, free her man. Why is that? What's up? Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Anything else on this topic? I feel like we barely even scratched the surface, but we talked a lot. Mm, you're right. Because <laughs> this is this is deep. This this is so. There's so many things that go into this, right? But we obviously we don't have enough to go into it all tonight, but. Um, what I can take from this is, you know, her her two main things just from this the three minutes that I watched. Number one, parent your fucking kids. <laughs> like, Some people don't even know what that means, though. Some people are like I just that's got true. them, and what else do you think out. I'm doing? What do you think I'm doing if I got when, them? When you send your kids to the system, which is the school system. Any place that you are, you can no longer parent anymore, supervise. That child needs to respect authority as if that was you. I'll be damned if I let my kids run around saying, 
my dad's the only one that can do this. For that me. is like that's crazy. crazy. Because now you just saying because basically you say where does it stop? Because if you're telling them at five years old you could do whatever, they're gonna say that to their teachers. They're gonna say that to. The, the police, they're going to say that to whoever. But I feel they like when no we were coming them. up, there was always kids saying that. I just felt like there were more teachers who wasn't going for it. Right. But because of social media, because of people are more sensitive now, because we're living in this sensitive-ass society and world, mm-hmm. that girl would lose her job for speaking her mind. And now she can't, now she, now she doesn't have an income. And yeah, we would love for her to step up and we would love, but it's, it's not really her responsibility to step up like that. Like, it really is a, a masculine role, a masculine thing for us to do. But by doing that, you end up losing because you can lose your job. And this economy is hard. People are struggling out here right now. So it's, it might be easy to, t- to tell her, like, yo, stand up and talk to that woman. But she's also probably thinking in the back of her mind, if I say this, I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to afford this. I'm in school right now. I need help. Well, there's way, wrong, right and wrong ways to say things. Yes, Are you but, as an educator, an educated educator? Well, okay. Well, we're not going to act like our education system is like that because they're, no, no, un- no. they're underpaid. It's the most important and underpaid position in the United States of America. Teachers are the most underappreciated, hardest work, and underpaid profession in this country. You can you can look at any country's education system and you can tell <laughs> how much they care Excuse about me. the. Yeah, Bless you. Excuse me. You can tell how much they care about how much money goes into the education system. We don't care about our education at system. all. We don't care. The teachers, I feel for you. My mom was a teacher. Mm. I I know what my mom has went through and and, and stuff like that. So like I get it. I hear. That I hear is stories. so funny. You come from like a classic like American job household. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, that funny. is so funny. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm lucky. I am, I'm speaking from a position of privilege and I know that. And, um, you know, if you know better, you do better. We said that a couple of times on this podcast. That might be another slogan for us. <laughs> I preach that on a regular basis. Yeah. My friends know. Yeah. Like, that's why, I, like, sometimes I be wanting to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, when my friends be telling me some lit shit or something like that, I'd be like, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> right. And I love that for you. But I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. But live on. But no, you got to be that village and tell them no. You they already know. I said they. <laughs> they should know by now. Follow my lead. No, it sounds like you got to spell out. No, my friends know by now. It's follow my lead, but everybody knows that I literally go the most uncomfortable route. Mm-hmm. The route I'm taking is long, has the most terrain. It's not smooth. It's very, very, very rough. Nobody wants to go that route. Yeah, no, because nobody really knows if it's that route. Even there's any, yeah. Because this, honestly, we we live in a generation where everything is. We want easier, faster. We want results now. Delayed delayed gratification is gone, and this and this is spoken in everything. I mean, you got scammers out here. You got girls instead of wanting to work out, they're getting BBLs. There's so many things. It's like all over the spectrum. People don't want to work for results anymore. They just want results. And if they just got to pay to have results. And we do sure it. don't want the truth. We don't want that either. Yeah. We the truth do can hurt. not want the truth. The truth can hurt. This one's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the truth hurt. We be knowing the truth already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We be knowing the truth. We be knowing that shit is not sweet, but we still, just because it's, it's looking sweet, acting sweet, we're going to go along with it. Yeah. This, 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 um, I really, I really hate this for, for our community, man. Like, this, this is part of the biggest issues with us. Like, and when we were talking about, you know, hip hop and, you know, the music and stuff like that, the second part was her, you know, talking about five year olds twerking the sexy red. That's a problem, y'all. Like, newsflash, I don't know. Man, maybe y'all just don't care. I care. I don't want to raise my kids in this kind of environment where, you know, I'm trying to raise them up the right way, but now I got to deal with y'all kids trying to influence my kids to do what y'all kids do. I'm going to tell y'all what I'm telling my kids, and y'all not going to like this, but okay. I'm raising my kids to think he better than y'all kids. I like it. And I stand on that. I tell him right there to his face, you better than them. And that's just that on that. I need him to understand it is a clear separation between them and us. You and them. And also, don't just go around telling y'all kids that, too. Y'all kids got to actually be better. They got to be better. My <laughs> motherfucking son is a goat. Do you understand me? Like, And I'm not saying it because he mine. Everything he does, he excels in. Whether it be school, sports, it don't even matter. Yo, my, my son plays so soccer, football, wherever you watch it from. Yeah, because they get... They they, they got us in the comments like, what the fuck is a soccer? Yeah, that's why I, I already know who I'm talking Football. to. Yeah, I already know who I'm talking to. Um, But my son is in a little youth team or whatever. The score could be 9-2. to two. My mm -hmm. son scores seven goals. Understand, like, y'all know soccer, you don't, you don't, football, you don't score goals like that. Now, because he's been so advanced, they had to move him up age groups. Now he's being a little bit more challenged. That's, that's important, too. Is make yeah. sure you're challenging your kids. The ones that's good. Go above and beyond for them. And that's what we're doing for mine. My son not the best on the team right now. It's a little diff difficult to watch this season. But next season, we'll be back. But mm -hmm. yeah, he, I'm teaching him to be better because he really is better. Mm -hmm. Why is my child not better than your motherfucking daughter that's skiing and popping her motherfucking ass? I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. He is better. He come from better. He know better. And you're going to do better. It's just that simple. Hey, You just need to pack up and and my daddy told me that too though i ain't gonna lie he raised me to think i was better and i went against it for many 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 it wasn't until i had my son where i really accepted that this is what my father was trying to do that's an african confidence it is we need to go back yeah. <laughs> shout out to the continent of shout africa yeah for real right. like we can I, learn from each other man. i am who i am really because of my dumb ass daddy <laughs> I got to throw that in there. Him dumb. He ain't shit. And, he ain't, ain't shit. giving him props. All in the same breath. Jesus it is Christ. what it is. I mean, there's everything is the good and the bad. Yeah, yeah, because no parents. Everything. Are perfect. Nobody no, no is, perfect. is perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. He instilled some perfect shit in me. And, but and, him as a human being, and Jesus, that, and that should be enough. He produced the Jamila, and look at where Jamila is now, and now has a nice yeah. Logan running around. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. But then that's when I gotta go to my mom. You know what I mean? She ain't, mm -hmm. she ain't got rest her soul. Yeah, it's rest she. Her. It's a combination. Like it's definitely a collaborative effort. Yeah. Oi. Okay. Um. All right. Lord have mercy. Okay. Um. Shout out to Indu in the building, man. He said your son is on the in the right sport. Future of soccer in America is looking great. Yes. Don't I know? But we getting out of here, baby. Don't you worry about <laughs> it. Don't you worry about it. He's gonna be too good to play with the Americans. Like literally, my son is gonna be. You wanna take that deal in Saudi Arabia? 
They giving out that money. Can't wait. <laughs> do you not understand my son? I'm literally setting my son up to do whatever he want to do. I want him to have so many options. It's crazy. My son also played baseball. Hmm. Shout out to everybody that's still in the building, man. Slim Chance in the building. Shout out to our brother hey, Slim, Slim Chance. Shout out to Slim, bro. Uh, shout out Mike Scott still in here, man. Um, Bedemi still in here. Shout out to you. Laughter was good. Jefferson was good. All right. Um... We're going to have to get into this more later. I feel like there might be a part two. Or... Like, like... There's a whole bunch of weak parents in the world. We can always bring this back. Bro, geez, it's like business. Parenting ain't going away. Um, it's a business within itself. I, I want to appreciate, um, you know, uh, Say for speaking up and speaking out about this as well, too. And all the other women who are, all the other people who are vocalizing this as well, too. Um, we hear this. Yeah, I know Crystal tired too. Crystal deals with this all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why the teachers be drinking so much. All right, so I don't know why y'all apply for the positions. I feel like for real, for it's already been a shortage, and we need to go ahead and Boy- really strike and boycott. It's over with. But that's the problem. These kids, the unions. What about the unions? Speak loudly. Who incentivized them to stay? They own and buy a check is what she's saying. Long as they're getting raises, they can't strike. Basically. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. They, like, <clears throat> say if, say if, like, okay, for my school system, there are definitely a lot of teachers who are like two to three years old. Say if there is some problem, They can have it with their that you guys not right because one of our whole policy. That's the whole point of a strike. Yeah, the whole point of a strike. Fuck, fuck your policy. It's not working. But the thing That's about the it, which I understand what you're saying, but what we're saying is we need people in the school system who actually care about our children and that are willing to run the risk because that's what it takes. But but see, how do you do that in a struggling economy either? When one teacher's salary can't afford you a one bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. so so I, it's it's tough. But like you said, it's it's the system is designed. The system is designed for this. So, all right, this is a. Tip they need to stop going to school for teacher. I don't even understand why anybody wants to be a teacher. Ever since I found out the salary when I was, a, I do too. Some people have a passion. I do too. I love children. I don't like them, but I love children I, I and I have a say you don't like them. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't like them, but I we do have a different love. Phrase, different word piece. People No, are, I don't like children. I'm but a you stand just said on you it. Like them. I said I love them. Get it get it right. There's okay, a see, difference that's, between that's, liking and I'm loving glad somebody. That you elaborated because No, I said it. You misheard me. I said I love the children, way but I how don't like children. We gotta be very no, I said love. I do love children. Got I it. don't like them. The same ones that I love, I don't like. See, now, now we're getting... Lord I have mercy. They're going to have a field day. All I right. I understand her sentiment because... I love teaching. 
I can say this from me being a substance last school year mm-hmm. versus me being a registrar this year, that's not my real title on paper. <laughs> um, the problem is some of my kids I had last year, yes, I love some of them. This year, some of them I just want to be like, yo, I'm about to fuck class, go to fuck class. Go do something productive. No, you ain't always want to fight every it's hard for you guys to rectify a situation that's already gone too far like it really starts at the yeah at the earliest stages of them being children little kids and that's where like the sta- shit. yeah but hey, the, thing, the thing about it yes it's like the military becomes the best songs out here right and they be coming in here actually getting crazy i had a few stories where the moms will come in there and try to fight the kids Yes. Yeah. And then because the if the right ch- if the right child fuck with mine, I'm on I'm on my way. But that no, even <laughs> I'm that on my type way. Of fight, no. Talking about like it's the if somebody hit you, you know, hit the back. That's you know that's normal. But it's the fact that it's the carry on for like yeah. People don't know how to months. how to. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's going to continue on. Yeah, months. I get it. Like yeah. when when I was going up, when I was a kid, I remember I was in elementary school. I got into a fight and. My mom, she put me on punishment. Can you put my phone on the charge? The charge. <clears throat> my mom put me on, on punishment when I got home. Mm-hmm. I was just like, but she, that person hit me first. Mm-hmm. And I fought back. My dad got home. He was like, did they hit you first? I said, yes. He said, go outside and play. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my dad. No, for real. But, but, but okay. not to condone the fighting, but we also... We're parents. This parenting is multi-layer, right? Too. Yeah. We know I, fighting is wrong, but we're not gonna let you. You know, somebody put their hands on you. You're not doing anything about it either. You have to know what you're talking about when it comes to. Like I said, it goes back to a level of awareness. Right. Like me, my son is gonna have a nice share of fights if he has to at the earliest level possible. And even if elementary and middle school, that's when it's gonna be. Not at school. I'm gonna try my best to make sure that I teach him how my parents taught me. But at some at some point in time, I'm not gonna lie, I got in a fight at school because I had no choice but to defend myself. Right. And we're not saying that to condone fighting in the school. There's other ways to do it too. If their child needs to learn discipline, but I, I do feel like like boys need to get that experience of defending themselves because at one time one day they're going to need to learn how to defend themselves. They might need to learn how to defend their family, their wife, their children. And when do you learn your strength for real, unless you are practicing it right. intentionally? Yeah, I actually want to actually start taking um, boxing lessons just so I can make sure my hands stay sharp. Like, there's, there's ways to do it, you know what I mean, without getting into trouble. So maybe signing up your kid to boxing or taekwondo or karate. And that gives them a lot of opportunity to get their energy out, out there as well, too. You know, even just an organized sport like sport, like I was always in sports. So, like, I played sports all the time. I so, was never. Wow. Then, I mean, you came out great. Well, the military probably helped you out. No, I was. So. The military didn't do nothing. I wasn't even there that long. <laughs> I, I was just raised properly. Right. I was raised with structure in my house. We're going to get to y'all questions in a second, man. We're going to answer them in a second. I Go ahead. Yeah. Afraid of other There's no big mamas anymore. There's little mama. Well, not even twerking the sexy red. No, 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 no. <laughs> With their grandkids. Right. That's true. But nobody. Bernice Burgos is a grandma. I'm going to keep saying that. All right, yeah. keep going. <laughs> and 
Anyway, but nobody's afraid of somebody else hearing somebody look. So you kids in the street doing X, Y, and Z. It's embarrassing, right? Uh huh. And I embarrassing, which is fine. But then when so come up to school after cause a whole lot of uh, in school, and then they get home. Okay, yeah. And I don't even um, want to think about it. But some take the phone, take the PS5, take whatever you gotta take. Yeah. Um, don't let them go hang out with these They shouldn't even have those there. things. See, that's what right, we that's get to taking stuff. Why do we even have these? These things? kids are getting iPads and iPhones at three, four years old. That that was my other point to that too. We don't know what the long term effects of human beings starting out at the age of three with the internet Mass in their information. face. That's we are not going to understand this probably until another 40 50 years down the road when these kids become adults and what is transpired. We can kind of see it now because typically the younger generation they don't work anymore. Like, if you go to a restaurant now and you go, you, you go to any restaurant, the service is horrible. Typically, wherever you go, they don't make they're looking at their friends getting paid big money on TikTok and Snapchat. And it's like, why am I in here working for $15 an hour at your Dunkin' Donuts? Fuck your coffee, nigga. Like, that's how they feel. They don't want to be there. They don't want to work. They're barely working. Like, it's, you can see it visually what's happening to the generation now. Their attention span is out, is gone. You know what I mean? They need imagine, instant gratification. Imagine being a business owner. Right, and trying to hire these people. Trying Lord to hire these people. Yeah, Lord have mercy. And how much money and taxes that we are wasting on these people? Because I don't think that as employees, we really realize how much it costs to have an employee. We don't pay you by the hour. Right. We pay you by the hour, plus the fee to have you, plus the insurance. tax I got to pay you, plus the insurance I have to have to have you, plus the membership I have to have with the state of Maryland. I literally, an employer has to pay double your salary to have you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Imagine that. And that's why when these big companies go down, the first thing they do is cut the people. That's the first thing they do because that's the easiest way to cut expenses to and to regain lay off cash people. flow. Right. Uh, technically a library page. Chinese carry out. <laughs> you talking about um? Huh? What was you your first job? Remember? <laughs> when did you work at Champs? And you, you helped told her. me. I helped you get a job at Champs. Yeah. How did I do that? You told me to talk to a dude at the. At you worked there. After you gave her the nigga. Thank you. The How long did you work there? I don't remember you working. Like the, not months. the one in Waldorf. Saint Charles Mall. Yes. Yes. How long did you work there for? Like, um... Damn. Thanks for the job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I, I, I don't mean, remember that. I only say this because, like, yes, I have to have a job right. and got some money. And even, like, even though it wasn't my first job, it was my first job. Mm. Yeah. And I Yo, <laughs> you want to know why I work the champs? Shoes. Yeah, my dad said, I'm not buying you no Nikes, no Jordans, and none of that stuff. You got to go get it on your own. That made me like, okay, you're not going to buy it? I'm not wearing Starberries. This nigga will take me to go get some Starberries. Starberries? Like, 
Starberry. What is that? $15 shoes. And y'all laughed at me. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Starberry. He was trying to do a good thing. You know what I mean? But walking around high school with Starberries on was not a good look. So I went to Champ. Yeah, my dad was a very frugal and cheap African. He did my, not understand. He didn't even know what a Jordan was to even tell yeah. you why you should have it. The difference with my mom, though, mm-hmm. she always said you had to have a quality shoe on your foot. She said, you're going to need these feet for the rest of your life. And she was a woman that worked on her feet. So she really mm-hmm. had to appreciate a good shoe. So yeah. that's the only reason why my mom would, and it wouldn't even be a nice Jordan, but it would be a nice Nike or something. Right. Um, apologize for the delays. I, I know um the YouTube is is lagging on us. Um, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into the question in here. Um, Indu asked, um, would you take advice about raising a kid from a per- from a person who doesn't have a kid? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Jamila is somebody who has has a child, and you said you would take advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we've all been kids before, like, this is all based on perspective. We've all been kids before, yeah. And I felt like before I had my son, I always had these views of how I would raise my kids and what I would do and stuff like that. And I didn't speak because I wasn't a parent because right. I didn't find it to be my place. And it's not really your place, but if somebody's willing to receive the information, then it's not then you can give it but right. it's not your place to try to pour your what you think parenting is because you could be right right it's not your place but i was i was right about everything right yeah i i i agree with that i think that you can get wisdom and knowledge from anybody honestly um you have to be open to receiving that information um you know i don't have any kids yet um but i also i work i work so many jobs um I used to work at a summer camp. Uh, Crystal, you know, I know, I remember this one. <laughs> I used to work at a summer camp, and you know, I dealt with kids, and um, you know, they looked at me like I was a camp counselor, but I was more like a big brother mm-hmm. at the same time. So it's like that balance of instead of me being like a father figure to them, I was more like a big brother figure to them, which still comes with responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. None of them niggas right now. I don't know. Chat. Are they in the hey. live right now? I don't know. No, I, no, I know. <laughs> like, comment, and, and leave and leave something so I know you're here. Shout out to I, y'all. I, I, I know who's alive right now. It's Roger. Well, no, no, Marcelli. no, no. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they, <laughs> they still out here being dope. Um, Indu also says, would you, um, he's asked, oh, I'm sorry, this is Ibra. Ibra asked Jamila, does your son really love uh, soccer like that? I don't even know. <laughs> I honestly think he's just doing it to please his dad. Um, he likes winning. Like this last season was the first season I didn't see him as happy. He got more injuries. All the kids were much bigger than him. He was five when the season first started, playing with eight year olds. He's six now, so it was a tough season for him, honestly. But my heart of heart says that he might like it, but he doesn't thoroughly enjoy it. I think he does it to please his dad. That's that's another um, the topic. We can hit on that another time. Like, you know, when is it okay to have these kind of conversations with your kids? Like, if they don't like something, because sometimes you can push some some kids to like something, and then they'll learn to get a, like a test for it. Mm-mm. But sometimes they need to be pushed. We're not pushing him to it. like it. Right. We're not pushing him to like it. We're just keeping him busy. Right. Until he finds out what he wants to do. 
He going to do what we tell him to do. Right. Because that's our job as a parent. He don't know what he wants until we put it in front of him. All the opportunities mm-hmm. that he's going to get are going to be the opportunities we present, present him. him. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's so key, too. Like, we are too busy letting the world and society put things in front of our kids before we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these parents, they're not parents. They're just... They're baby makers. And then they're letting the system and the world parent their children. Yeah, they're just doing enough to keep them alive. Right. I don't know if this is... Mm -hmm. I feel like... (laughs) No, 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 no. Not geared towards her. I'm geared towards parents who are a couple, unquote, but at the same time, they split, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like certain behavior is for pregnancy. And certain behavior is for pregnancy. I'll give us an example. So, like for me, I was like terrible after years. It's my mom. Right? Mm-hmm. It's my mom. But that's because she never got it. Right? Mm-hmm. She never broke anything. And I feel like that's why if she could have got help, she could have fixed her back. It wouldn't have pulled over. And my dad, that's aggressive. Lately, got that. Mm-hmm. I hate it by myself. I just more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I'm is and then either one their parent or one like could be their dad if the dad's mm-hmm. to the school they said that's your fault go get help go get help as but that's easier said than done though like you said like you can see that there's a problem but it's hard for one to afford the time, the cost of it. You know what I mean? And then you are so worried about surviving. Like a lot of us are not in a position where we can really heal because we have other things going on. Daycare costs, freaking college tuition. Daycare is very expensive. And most babies are accidents. Let's keep it a buck. So you talking about fixing some stuff before the kids get here, baby. They weren't prepared. Nobody was prepared. And some of us was doing what we were supposed to do, baby. Was things like, things happen so it's just like honestly i don't think that it's going to be anything that can prepare you for a child we do not make kids i believe god intends on every single child i believe he hand picks them i believe he hand picks them yeah. you there's never a right time and i understand that and i say it's never a right time i think if it was planned if it was planned if it was one of those situations like they are planning to have a kid and never got married mm-hmm. but you know you like having five drinks every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> might be alright with her. She, she might be like, yo, you should do ten. Why are you getting me on with my five? It's not that. It's the psychological shit that ends up in the system. I realize. He's a dick. Very. We got traumas. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, then we 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 can move on. Um. For me, whenever I see a problem, I directly go to solutions and examples of people who solve these kind of problems. Um, 
we're complaining about school systems and stuff like that. Well, now I see why so many people, especially mm-hmm. certain people, live in the same community, in the same zip code, and also get mad when certain people move in to that zip code. It's not so much people are just trying to be racist and stuff like that. They are looking at, okay, this is a certain community where we all have certain views and values that we want our children to be raised up in, you know, and this is why a lot of wealthy people, they'll buy properties and then rent where they live so they can be mobile. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like you can live in some of the best school districts. Some BS happens. You can get up and move and go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's a lot of people that do that kind of stuff. Or, you know, typically they can afford, like, a really good private school or a Montessori or something. Right. Um, but a lot of the wealthy kids now, they're, being going, they're going to school at monasteries now. Because like, mm-hmm. they know the school system is designed to build workers and not leaders and, you know, entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So when you do have a child, even if it's unexpected, you are now tasked with the job of mm-hmm. figuring out how you want to how you want to parent and how you want the kids want to be. You can't just leave it up to chance and go with the flow. That's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah. Even from like the earliest anymore. stages. Do you know that a lot of parents don't feel like you have to teach them anything that the child is to learn when they get to school? That's crazy. That's really how they think? I'm talking no ABCs. Planet. I'm not ta- I mean the every, ABCs one, two, threes, that's all they got for them. Every day I wake every day I learn these kind of stuff and wake up, I just wanna thank my parents, man. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to my dad. Shout Wait out to until my mom. you thank have you. kids and you see what's going on. Like it you. is so scary. I knew it's messed up out here, but like the more and more I see and hear, I'm just like, this is getting worse and worse. And worse, and I and I and it's really bad because imagine I don't know about for you, but for me, I was a gifted child. Mm-hmm. I was always like well advanced um, mm-hmm. compared to the other kids. When teachers and stuff like that saw that in me, they instantly moved me. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. They can see how gifted your child is, and it's just like kudos, kudos. I'm talking about teachers. Like, you could be right in the school system, and if your child is gifted, it's just like your child is gifted. It will, if it's not to come through, like, the system, like, if we don't, if if that child isn't being tested in that moment for being gifted, it doesn't matter if we know that they're gifted or not. They're not going out of their way to get the child tested. They're going to have, like, whatever that time is in their system. That could be third grade or whatever the case may be. My teachers knew I was gifted from the very beginning. They always moved me up and placed me in different classes and gave me extra work and different. Assi- they're not doing that. In fact, they're holding the smart kids up. My child for last year for pre-K was in half advanced, half a special ed so that the special ed could learn from the advanced. But what did you think that was doing to the, the advanced kids? They just want to do it. Oh yeah, no child left behind. There's now. no money for them to separate them. There's not enough teachers for all of these kids being born, and, <laughs> and there's not enough money being fed. And so, like these, these are our problems that that we're facing in the education system. And yo, I, that's why I'm 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 gonna just I'm gonna wait, man. I'm gonna wait <laughs> until I know I'm in a good enough position where I can get my kids in a good good. Like, I'm not just having a kid. Like, I can raise... <laughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you again. Excuse me. 
I, I listen. I have a house. I have a car. I have a good job. I can move around stuff like that. But I know even with that, it's not enough. It's never gonna be a good time. What I'm, the the moment you're mm-hmm. waiting for is never gonna be. Uh, I, I I don't believe that. I'm telling you. What do you? Where do you see it happening at? Where are you gonna move this child? Um, I wanna four more years. Give me four, four more years. years. Yeah, then I'm, then I'm gonna start thinking about uh babies like that. Cause even if you go to Africa and stuff like that, you know what I mean. I, there's gonna be a a wealth of information and knowledge that they are gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Let me the same amount they're gonna miss out on. What you mean? It's so much. Like we talk about America so bad and stuff like that, but it's still so much opportunity and benefit being American. Of course. Like I and it's gonna be hard. That's what I'm telling you. It's going to be so hard for you to. Yeah, I mean, in our lifetime, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that one day that you know we're not going to see because just even us having this conversation today from the letter earlier to just me really seeing a bigger picture for what God really had planned, it's just like it eventually is going to come. But when it comes to our lifetime, Mm -hmm. I just don't, it's it's gonna take a lot of time. I feel like we're just now scratching the surface. Like we're just getting started for what God really has planned for us. Like we say we coming to the end. These are the last days and stuff like that. But I feel like we really still just getting started. Like God really know what He's doing. I feel like a reset's coming. Yeah. Real soon. I feel like honestly, I feel like the asteroids like right around the corner. I ain't gonna lie. Um, from every spiritual book, whether you're Christian. Muslim, Judas, whatever, spiritual, they all speak about these kind of times. Men becoming women, women becoming men. Just openly evil stuff. Um, uh, they they can't really hear it here. It's fine. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot that's happening now that all speaks to end of times and i don't think that end of times means that like blackout we're done i think it means reset Mm -hmm. i think the earth has been reset multiple times Mm -hmm. where you know we're rediscovering some things like we still don't know what's going on with the pyramids like we just they they're finding rocket fuel all kind of stuff over there this is like how did this happen two thousand years before christ died and they have this kind of technology in these ancient places i feel like they these ancient civilizations weren't as ancient as we thought. And I feel like every single time I've been believing that, happened. but I don't I don't know. I always just had my own way of thinking that I feel like I always push to like the back of my mind. And I don't even know if I'm pushing it to the back of my mind or if God is really just trying to push out what I already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to survive because I, mean, I just want to survive. I just want to survive. <laughs> and I want my offspring to survive. He is guess. All right, y'all let's, let's be intuitive. If all the billionaires, are buying up as much farmland and trying to control agriculture and food, that should be a thing in your head. And then if all the other billionaires are talking about going to space, space tourism, colonies on the moon, um, colonizing Mars, space SpaceX is a thing. You live in California, you see rockets going up every day, mm. trying to pierce the atmosphere, trying different things, doing different things. They, in the words of Cat Williams, they are going to leave us niggas here <laughs> if we don't get it together. They are planning to move. Whether it's... Okay. We are a very vulnerable rock. Okay? 
there's asteroids and comets and stuff like that that come by all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't have any. If an asteroid was to come directly into Earth's path, what are we going to do to stop it? Nothing. Yeah, that's what space force. Why do we have a space force? Come on, y'all. Like the writing's on the wall. So I know my kids. They're, they're going. They're going to have some kind of knowledge on space expedition, mm-hmm. agriculture, something important that has to deal with life continuing on. Mm-hmm. I watch these movies. I read these. I try to study like survival skills and stuff like that too, because this, the world is overpopulated. There's all these just signs of just them like telling you little things. The Earth has never had this many human beings on the planet before. It's never been this many people. It's never been this many carbon-emitting products in the air, mm-hmm. planes, cars. We just crossed over a billion cars. They kept saying global warming's happening, ozone layers thinning, all these kind of things. We're, we know for a fact, we can look at it with our own eyes that we're draining the resources off of this planet. What why do you do think you, is going to happen? Why do you think that... Um... America, especially with as much power as we had, haven't mm-hmm. tried to have some form of population control like China and stuff like that. They do. There's a, there's a rock in Georgia right now that says that the Earth shouldn't have this many amount of people on it. They, yeah, there's a doing, rock. Yeah, there's a rock. There's like a. Let me see. Let y'all know I'm not great. That's, <laughs> all right. Um, And I don't know if I can have this topic fully because we're on YouTube. I'm going to try my best, though. Um, what do you think YouTube is saying about this? Oh, YouTube's going to silence this. What? Um, for what I'm about to say. Uh, how the Georgia Guidestones became a magnet for conspiracy theories. Um, they always love to put that on there. But the fact that they exist, it tells, it tells you, like, um, uh, they call for keeping the Earth's population under 500 million, but we're way past that. But yeah, there's this. I don't even know so, how it got here, but this is here in Georgia. Um, the 1948 Georgia guys, August 1958, have been serious visitors. Where the hell did that come from? Right, but it's there. Like I said, there's so many signs and things that are here, but just we don't really pay attention to but the population control is very much a thing like they they've been doing this in america like planet parenthood separating the families from the home um mass incarceration um but it's not shit. stopping us from having children and procreating the birth, rates, and... the birth rates slow down for the first time like mm. you know what i mean like they they've done things to sterilize men i'm not going to say specifically what it right. is on here but they're doing things to feminize men and masculinize women and prevent people from having more children mm-hmm. to slow it down. You guys can look it up on your own, but there's many things mm-hmm. that's been put in place to. But why so janky? Why they can't just do like China and say, just don't fucking do it or we're going to kill you? Like, I feel like that's just so simple. We, when they told us in school, they made I never, I, I always understood it. I never thought it was a problem. I felt like if this is the rules of this country, this is what you got to do. And if you don't like it, then you got to leave. But unfortunately, I know it's easier said than done, but. Because they're trying to control a certain. 
I want to say it. What's a dominant gene? Yeah. Hmm? The black X. <laughs> black X. <laughs> yeah, so when you mix a black person and a white mm-hmm. person, you get what? <laughs> you, get a, you get another black person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you have more black people being populated or brown people popping coming in here, what happens to the other race? We know that. Okay. So there is it's a problem. They want to still it's survival. We all want to survive, right? Mm-hmm. But they've been able to stay in power and in control for so long because of these systems that they have in place. They've been trying to keep us from doing it as much because they Africa is about to become the largest it's already the youngest and fastest growing continent in the planet. Nigeria is going to be the most populated country in the world by 2050. Oh, wow. Nigeria is about to, I mean, Nigeria is going to blow past India and China. That's happening. That's, That's where done. we're going then. That's happening. <laughs> That's where we're going. <laughs> Shout out to Niger. It's also the wealthiest country in Africa right now. Right. Um, so they did not have to do what they did over them last 10 years. I mean, last 20 years. What you mean? <laughs> Scamming. <laughs> Hey, they had to find a way. They did. did I, I, I don't know. I don't know. God damn. God damn. Um, yeah, population. Nigeria's population right now is at 2.213.4 million people. Um, uh, let's see if I can find Nigeria's. Predicted population, highly explosive. Gonna double. Yes, it's gonna double in you know twenty years. Pretty much. Um, twenty Yeah. So this this is this is the thing. Are they getting these numbers, or is this where they trying to tell all us to go? They try to trick me. I don't. <laughs> well, but that doesn't necessarily mean this is the right place to go. No, no, no. Too. I'm just saying business wise, yeah. like if it's already growing and thriving and whatnot, because I've always been impressed with China too. Yeah, like I I look at examples and mm-hmm. see how they because tw- China twenty years from the, uh, twenty years ago did not look like what China is today. India fifteen years ago does not look like what India is today. No. The whole Middle East, just look at it. Look at Dubai 10 years ago. And look at what it is now. There's no excuse for any of these African countries and cities to do the same thing. So, if Nigeria is is on the list, Ghana is on the list, South Africa is on the list, Kenya is on the list. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunities in Africa, and they see it. When I was in Kenya, everybody was there. Not just black people. Right. Everybody's there. They understand that Chinese have heavily um, been involved in African development. I fought a, a Chinese girl in Africa. My first fight in Africa was with a Chinese girl. I didn't even understand how the hell she was there. And she spoke <laughs> Arabic, English, and Chinese. Right. They're teaching their kids to be super excellent, too. They understand the power of language. You're going to be moving around. China is overpopulated. One third of the Earth's population is Chinese. We can't fit all y'all in this country. Y'all got to spread out. And we're gonna do that. You're gonna teach. You're gonna learn all the, this TikTok shit. Our TikTok's gonna look different than their TikTok. It Why? Because we're better. Exactly. That's they. All right, man. <laughs> Y'all know where I'm going with this, man. We have to be intentional with our kids too. 
like what Jamil is doing with her son, we need more people doing that same exact thing. Try to make your children better. Prepare them for better. We are better. Like, bro, we're the first people on this planet, man. All right. My God. <laughs> uh, need I say more? No, let's move on. All right. To anybody who's still in the chat, the first person to give me a reaction, we're going to close out with that tonight. And that'll be it. If, if you're still in the chat, we really appreciate everybody who stuck around to the end of the podcast. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you are still in the live, drop what song you want us to react to, and we will react to that to close out the night. I'm going to give you guys 10 seconds. And if we don't hear anything, we are going to close the show. I know we had some interruptions uh, towards the end as well, too. So, um appreciate the guys who, who came back in. I really enjoyed this conversation, though. It was, it was a, a lot of topics that needed to be talk, talked about. Um, this podcast is just doing something different lately. It's inspiring yeah. me, though. I, yeah. I enjoy doing it, man. Like We need to get these thoughts out. It all starts with the thought, then we speak on it. The next thing, we gotta write this stuff down. <laughs> Bless you. Everything that we feel that is important that we need to move forward, anybody watching, still listening, it starts with a thought, then we speak it, next is writing it down. Once it's written down, we can then take action. It's the little steps first. Stop trying to eat the whole pie by yourself, you know? All right, guys, we thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Top Hill Podcast. Um, more Kenyan vlogs on the way. Um, make sure you guys look out for that. Um, by the time this comes out, you guys are going to already know who Marvin is. Plenty of um, his videos on here. Mafame Musa um, will be up next. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that interview. And uh, the Nairobi National Park will be coming up next, too. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is your boy, Mr. Top Hill Pod, a.k.a. E-Money Boss. And I'm your girl, Jamila, with her own boss. Say bye, Crystal. They couldn't hear you. You're not loud enough. Not say bye, Crystal. That was the funny part. <laughs> All right, we out. Because his album was Shadow Band, I'm playing it. This shit is fucking great. What's poppin'? I forgot y'all was over there. What's good?
Oh, if you guys are still here, by the way, follow our Top Hill uh, TikTok page. You should get lit over there. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Hell.